Super speeding cleaning evil accounts. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 20th of June, 2021. E3 special, I guess. <laughs> I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. If you can call it E3. And Robert Kemp. I think you kind of can, right? Can you, though? Because it's not like there's a convention at all. Yeah. Like, what is the, like, E3 companies involved in this actual process in this specific case? I mean, yeah, that is the, <laughs> that is the question mark. But the E3 name has been thrown around in a somewhat official capacity this time. Like, it's been attached to things. Yeah, is it attached? It is attached to things, right? Yeah. It's not just, like... That everyone decides to hold their press conference in the same week. I'm just calling it E3. No, it's like it's somewhat official. This somewhat. Yeah. Not everyone is E3. But there's nobody at the LA Convention Center. It's not like there's a few people there and it's like super socially distanced. Is that right? I, I, I believe there? that's the case. Yeah. I think it's all fully digital. Fully virtual. Yeah. I mean, it was going that way anyway for like years. I think it was all about the press conferences at random theaters around around Los Angeles. The Microsoft Theater, where Microsoft did their press conference. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. that not someone else. <laughs> it's an actual thing. That would have been awkward if there was a Bethesda theater. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do we do? How we how do we merge these? I mean, Bethesda was like. They were they were in a basketball court, right? That was why they had that weird shape of stage. Oh, was that what that oh, was? Right, I think so. That's why they had that weird double sided stage where it was like there was, right, it yeah. came up both sides, but it was quite long in the middle. I think that's a basketball court. Okay, well, yeah, that would vaguely that would make more sense now why they went with that. Aside from why did you go with that? It's a stupid <laughs> design. Yes. So aside from Bethesda being Bethesda, <laughs> I mean it was weird, wasn't it? Because it was like a triangle. It wasn't just like a raised stage in the middle of this thing. They had like it sort of came down. So it was, yeah, it had like a. It was a weirdly thin middle bit. Yeah, it was strange. But anyway, forget that. That's never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> They'll go back to doing like theatre shows, but maybe not as E three. Yeah, but I meant Bethesda's not going to have their own thing again. <laughs> maybe not. No. <laughs> no, because they're just going to rope it into the Xbox. Well. The, well I mean, Microsoft could have, you know, they could have just called it the Xbox conference, right? But no, they went out of their way to say it was the Xbox and Bethesda. Yeah, that, show. that's only going to last this one year, probably as well. Probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. Just to emphasise that they've done that big acquisition. Well, yeah, I think I, th I think Microsoft, are, unless it's just a a by name only uh, attempt at making everyone think that they're being hands off with Bethesda. It's like you're still operating as Bethesda; you're just sort of owned by us now. Or maybe it's just because some of the games that Bethesda are putting out still have to come out on other platforms before before they totally escape into pure Microsoft yeah, exclusives. There's definitely some of that. There's definitely some of that. Uh, Is that likely that sure the Elder Scrolls will come out on PlayStation, won't it? Like, well, eventually, I'm sure. But... I, I, I don't know what's been announced for that. Oh, I mean, we'll get to some of this, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And so are we just cracking straight into it, getting getting going past random. Well, the first, well, I, I was going to say we should potentially save random for the end if we if we still have time. Yeah, pro- <laughs> probably wise. But the first thing yeah. I want to say about leading into E three is in the vein of things I haven't been playing, things that weren't at E three. <laughs> Oh, okay. You want to go into the well? Mis- I, no, I don't mean the miscellaneous stuff that we saw outside of E three. I mean literally stuff that wasn't E three, which include the missing list. Yes, yeah. Sony, obviously. <laughs> yeah, because they haven't technically been part of E three since twenty nineteen. Yeah, they just but, they've just abandoned. Oh, it. right. But they have actually always timed something to be nearby. Yeah, but this time not even that. No, not not. Oh, there's no word. Then I haven't put any word of at all when no. their next thing is going to be so it's yeah it's completely unknown and the other main so was thing, that like horizon thing with that was the closest they I, got yeah, yeah that wasn't well yeah that was only for that one game though right yeah they didn't yeah. they didn't show anything yeah. else they've only shown horizon in that and then the other main thing that wasn't at e3 which is i mean we could have talked about this later i guess i just thought it was nice to get this out of the way at the start no nintendo switch pro even no. though there was even though there's been never-ending rumors and the rumors have continued and there was rumors like literally on the day of the nintendo direct <laughs> leading up to it there's still no switch pro just no forget it not a thing well i i still think nintendo are in that position where it's like hey we sold a buttload of switches thanks to animal crossing we probably don't need new hardware right now <laughs> maybe although i did also feel like they were almost like like the direct got re-recorded because the way they were like the switch is in its fifth year at the start and then you that's like that's the perfect lead into a new hardware iteration but then they didn't <laughs> it was like mm. okay maybe maybe it does exist and they're just like piling up the stock because of the global chip shortage or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, maybe they don't want a uh, PS5 or Series X type scenario where they're just that, you know, they're they're hard to get hold of. Not that Nintendo haven't had a track record of being in that exact position. (laughs) Well, yes. No. Or maybe they're saving the Switch Pro announcement for like, Tokyo Gamescom or whatever, and they're going to prioritize it on the Japanese market first. I mean, that's the thing. Gamescom, it's... Gamescom isn't that far away. Oh yeah, the European one. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else missing? I mean, plenty of things. Well, like yeah. <laughs> tons of stuff that we didn't see in the various of these press conferences. Yeah. There was, so there was uh, no news. Or well, I've got a little list here of like the, the the big the big missing things. So okay, slightly less big. But there was that perfect dark reveal at the Game Awards, right? Yeah, but that's only been one year. You could have a, a I think teaser. It's been less than a, less than a full well, year, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you you could have a teaser and not say anything about it for well, according to Nintendo, at least two years. <laughs> more, more than that, if you want to talk Bayonetta three, it's been four. Well, no, but they they said stuff about that more than once, though. Well, they've officially they've only ever mentioned it once, and that was at its initial reveal. Uh, Platinum have said a couple of things, like not again unofficially, just sort of like Camia being all like, "Yeah, we're still working on it." Mm, yeah, yes, we haven't seen or anything other than that. Uh, yeah, so Bayonetta three, big missing, big missing. If you ask me, relatively big. Missing. Yeah, no Splatoon mm. three, but we only heard about that relatively recently, so that's okay. Yep. Um, uh, still on the back, going back to the Microsoft side, we haven't heard from Everwild. Um, for a year, and that's Rare's new thing. That's still a year, though. Yeah, that is what that is. That's a one-year thing. They did say they have pushed the release of that all the way to twenty twenty-four, though. So you know, we're not going to see anything from that for a while. 
well, oh maybe once a year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, we didn't hear anything from the new Forza Motorsport game, which everyone was expecting to come well, out I mean, they, this year. They did show it very briefly. They showed yeah. some cars driving on a track. I think that was the same footage they showed sure. last year. Um, but yeah, everyone was expecting to, you know, Motorsport would be coming out this year. Um, but it's not. Uh, Hellblade 2 wasn't seen, despite being one of the um, you know first games shown off to be running on Series X. Mm. It, it turns out Ninja Theory have actually mentioned, talked about that, uh, and they they make it sound like they've barely begun properly on production of that thing. Maybe was it Bleeding mm. Edge or something actually really did get in the way <laughs> of the development of this thing. Um, so that's a that's a bit of a shame because I'm quite excited for that. Um, but yeah, don't don't expect that anytime soon. Uh, of course, the other big one that Nintendo at least had acknowledged is uh, no Metroid Prime Four, and they did yeah, they did kind of one. say in their presentation, "We've got nothing to show on this yet, still, but it, it's okay. Yeah. It's still a thing." Yeah, they they've been doing that a lot recently. The last time they did that with Breath of the Wild, right? Like, uh, oh, I'm here, I'm the guy, but like, we've got nothing. <laughs> Basically, yeah, uh, th- yeah. At least there's something this time. But yeah, no Metroid. Well, not no no Metroid, but no, no Metroid Prime. And of course, there was no Beyond Good and Evil. <laughs> not yet. The, what even is that game? Yeah. Does that game even exist? Yep. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's still in development. Yeah, but Ubisoft haven't shown anything for it for two years now. I think. So yeah, that's that's worrying. Um, I'm trying to think what other high high profile missing in actions we had this year. I mean, we didn't see any more Final Fantasy 16. No, is it 16? What are they on now? Is it, it must, must be 16 because you played 15. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> I get, I'm getting a bit confused now. Yeah, no, we didn't see any it's more 16. More, I guess is there. Because well, that's Sony. Yeah, anything that Sony would have done. Yeah. Yeah, so nothing on that. Uh, that might be it in terms of the big, yeah, the big ones we're Maybe waiting for. Check out what Dickhead announced. All right, so uh, in this is going to be roughly chronological order. Roughly, I think I've got some of the. Mm. I think I watched some of these out of sequence. Um, we'll, we'll see, um, but this is my general list. I've this is there was a lot of games this year. Like to be honest, there were there was a very large list of things, but I think the number of things that were interesting on that list might be the lowest ever. Yeah, I found this whole set of E three. I only watched like four of them, and I found them all pretty boring, really. Yeah, and there weren't there weren't many occasions where I was like, ooh, um, and a lot of times where I'm just like, okay, what, <laughs> like what, why, hmm. why would you do that? Uh. Okay, uh, before E3 even got going, and e- let's be clear, EA still haven't done their thing. Yeah, EA are super late for some reason. Yeah, so we, which is fine by me. I, I like one less what are, thing what to are you watch. Expecting from from, from there? Oh, Battlefield, I guess. Battlefield, <laughs> Battlefield, and football. <laughs> yeah, always football. Maybe a Madden. I mean, we could we could talk about the Battlefield. Well, we get to talk about the Battlefield thing because that was in the Xbox thing as well. So yep, and yeah, Battlefield. Yeah. 
came out ahead of everything else. Yeah, really. Their trailer. It was again, a preview that came out before, and then the actual gameplay in Microsoft's thing. Yeah, <laughs> apparently it was. This was a situation where another classic leak situation where things about it had started getting out, and so EA were just like, "Well, let's put it out." I don't see why they even needed to, really. But <laughs> I mean, is that just because it's Battlefield twenty forty two, and it just looks like a Battlefield game? And it's like not all that interesting. Well, I mean, what is? It's not a massive like surprise that they're making another Battlefield game. <laughs> yeah, like, no. I mean, it's a near future Battlefield game, so I guess like what Battlefield Five would have been if Battlefield V hadn't happened. Yes, as usual, we're coming back I mean, to the old Battlefield naming conventions <laughs> still being completely fucked. <laughs> where it's like now we're back to dates. Yeah. <laughs> 2042 which i got really excited really for sorry yeah i got really excited for this 2042 reveal at first because i misread it as 2142 yeah and, and i was I, like ah! i'm inevitably right, yeah, yeah, yeah. going to say 2142 every time i talk about this yeah yeah well that's presumably because i mean it was only 2142 because the original game was 1942 right well, yeah. yeah that's why this is 2042 because they're filling in the gap yeah the yeah, trouble with 2042 is it doesn't feel like it's the future any longer. <laughs> no. It's, not, it's literally 20 years away. <laughs> a lot of what they showed as being things that they were using are things that are pretty much made now. Yeah. But well, I guess they're just sure. not I guess yeah. they're just not being used in a military capacity. The Boston Dynamics dogs for instance. Yes. But they're leaning into the well the trailer shows them leaning into the stupidity basically of, of Battlefield. Well, kind of. Yeah. Because it didn't the the like smashing ATVs into helicopters off the sides of buildings and things, and which they showed there, more than isn't once. There like a, isn't there like that? I did laugh, I have to admit, at their hyper realistic CGI of a guy jumping out of the cockpit of a plane and shooting a bazooka at the other plane <laughs> and then getting back in. <laughs> that was kind of cool. They didn't even do it right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were trying to replicate that video from Battlefield 3, but you know, they didn't do it quite right. It was close. <laughs> Focusing on the memes. I mean, just didn't all of the shots of what a battlefield looked like just look really stupid to you? Because they looked a little bit like medieval warfare, just with dudes standing in the middle of nowhere with guns. Well, in the non-gameplay trailer, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, particularly, it's particularly the worst shot of that is when it's looking up the launch pad at the rocket. And yes. You just see a bunch of dudes yeah. standing around in front of it. It's <laughs> just like, what, the, yeah. what are they all doing? I thought this is, I, I, when I saw that, I thought this is very reminiscent of the scene where Balam Garden in Final Fantasy VIII is under attack. <laughs> oh, they're all just having like, random one-on-one yeah. fights all over the place. Yeah. Well, you're hanging from a cable or something, punching a dude. It's the weirdest sequence uh, yeah it's a very strange trailer yeah but... it's not that strange I mean, they're trying to make it look like an actual battlefield game and they barely got people to the seem to be somewhat hyped by it but yeah it i mean it feel to me i mean it has potential right battlefield 3 i think is still the last good one that i, re- I really like battlefield 1 was fine but battlefield 3 is still the sweet spot i mean right? 4 was still fine <laughs> yeah because it was just another version of free, essentially, with a shitty unlock system. But <laughs> yeah, so, so so you know, it it could be fine. Mm. It but, does seem like they're heading back to three, or yeah, yeah, as an inspiration. I think I'm. Maybe this is just a sign of getting older, but I'm finding it harder to get excited about these long run, harder and harder to get excited about long running franchises. I mean, this is yeah. the most exciting Battlefield there's been in a while, really, because there's some hint that they're not going to make it like their last three and all the Star Wars games. Well, <laughs> it might go back to having like proper 
you know, vehicle spawns and stuff. Well, true. Not and hero tokens or whatever bullshit. Oh, yeah. That, Star Wars. Yeah, that was weird. But also, you know, EA have somewhat uh, committed to not doing the whole microtransaction thing, or at least in terms of the loot box system, quite as strongly, right? Because of so much backlash. Over well, maybe. The... We don't know anything about this game yet, really. No. But they that's... I think they pretty much outwardly said it's like, look, we well, yeah, we know, we know. I don't think they do though. <laughs> but we're gonna, yeah, or more, more. The language is probably we know, and we've done it anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that's the conference that didn't happen. Yep. Uh, although it will okay. happen, we'll, we'll see more Battlefield. And Battlefield did happen at a conference. <laughs> it's just the, it's, yeah, it's just that preview trailer came out so early, so we might as well get that talking of Battlefield out of the way. Yep. Mm. Uh, so then we had uh, Summer Games kick off live. So Jeff Keighley getting ahead of everyone and being like, we're going to do a show. He didn't even feel very interested. <laughs> no, like, I don't know if you saw some of the, the, the bits where he was streaming other people's conferences, but like, I didn't feel the love after some of those. He was just like, right, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think even, even Jeff Keighley isn't really, I don't think is feeling it this year. But that's just me reading with his face. Um, yeah, so some of the games that are like, okay, here's, here's, here's some picks. I'm not going through the whole thing. Um, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, because everyone loves Tiny Tina from <laughs> Borderlands, right? Yeah. Right? I so, mean, I, like, have they definitely confirmed that she's, like, the main character of this thing? She's probably, like, the narrator. Well, or like, yeah, because, like, you could still get away with it for her, like, not actually being that much in the game, even though it's named after her. <laughs> it could be, like, maybe... But the, that's not what they're going to do. They're going to put her in her a lot, because they think people like that. For all we know, it's like it's a simulation that she's probably built or something, and she's just, like, the... Well, yeah, I'm sure. ...the runner of the world, not actually, like, a huge story component, which is probably fine. But anyway, it's fantasy borderlands. Maybe. That's kind of what they're saying. Spells. I mean, that's what the siren had anyway, basically. <laughs> More spells, then. Uh, Metal Slug. They're doing a tactics game. Any interest to use that? I mean, it's a tactics game. I mean, Metal Slug doesn't seem much like a game that should have a tactics game. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's just guns and grenades, right? It's like you can, I mean, I you guess, can make any but... game like that into a tactics yeah, game. Yeah, but it's just like, that's just like randomly slapping a brand name onto a tactics game. Doesn't necessarily mean it's good. I mean, at least they've got an art style they can already work with, right? Well, assuming uh, they do manage to replicate that art style and it doesn't turn into like Contra, where they fuck up the art style in whatever in their other gate when they try and make it 3D yeah. and it all goes horribly wrong. I wonder, because I was watching that and I wonder if it's made... I didn't look into it, but there's a striking similarity between uh, how that intro looked and how like Windjammers 2 and Streets of Rage 4 looks, which I think are all... Those two are kind of connected. And it's like, this looks like, oh, maybe it's the same animation house or the same team or the same publisher all working on this. <laughs> anyway, it struck me some, as being similar. It was quite a cool trailer, but it didn't show much game, right? Because I guess, how do you show tactics games without being dull? Uh, right, anyway, moving on. Sable, it got a release date. Oh my God. This is another one of those like long running, we announced this far too early type games remind me of what what was sable sable it's is a cool name. uh yeah it's it's 
It's kind of a desert exploration-y thing, but it's got the look of an old-school French comic book, I guess. Sort of... Um, oh, okay. uh, it's sort of pastel, pastel colours, but with harsh black outlines, um, and you're a dude who rides a rocket cycle <laughs> pretty much around the mm. desert and a bit of mystery, and it's... Um, it, it's it's got a very striking and cool look, um, but it, it, yeah, as I said, it's one of those things that was announced years ago, and it's every every time it showed up, and it's like, well, when's it coming out? And they're like, uh, we don't know, but now we do know. September. In fact, there's a demo out, which I really want to try, um, but I'm quite got round to it. So yeah, it's Sable, nearly here, hooray! Hmm. Um, doesn't Sable means like? It's like the colour black, isn't it? In heraldry, I think. Is that right? No, oh, I don't know. You know, if you have black on your shield, it's sable. Oh, I don't know. I believe. No, maybe it's spelled differently. Uh, S A B L E, I think this is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, one to watch anyway. Looks cool. Mm. Um, and it's got like sort of like when he, when the guy runs, it's like very like. You know how they describe animation as being on twos when you're not filling in all the frames. It's like you're doing yeah. every other fr- like it, the run animation is very much not running at a high frame rate, and it's even right. though it's all 3D modeled and stuff to give it some sort of comic book look. And it's yeah, it's a cool looking thing. Uh, and they had the musician do a little performance at Summer Games Fest, which is all right, all right. Uh, no, I think I've made a spelling error here. I don't think it was called Lost Dark, but I've got something written down as Lost Dark. I think it was, but like mm. only notable because hey, Amazon Games are actually releasing something. Maybe, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe it'll get cancelled again. Congrats! Uh, so they made a big deal also about uh, a publisher for some reason called Prime Matter, and that reason is because they're publishing a brand new Painkiller game. And it's um, so you know that's that's all right. Painkiller was cool. That already got announced, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember there being a new Painkiller game, <laughs> or maybe it got leaked or something. Yeah, but it's not. Was Painkiller People Can Fly, or was People Can Fly Stalker? God, I, I, can't, I can't remember which way round that works. But um, I think Painkiller was People Can Fly. So it's not in. It's a different developer. It's not them making it. Um. Yep. Uh, so, the trend of well, what what may become a trend of the Left for Dead style shooter. <laughs> yep. Uh, we saw Anacrusis, um, which I actually think looked kind of cool in concept. It looked a little bit ropey in the trailer, I thought, but it's basically Left for Dead, kind of in space, but with like no one lives forever sixties vibes. Hmm. Which. You know, that's that's kind of a fun spin on it. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I, I'd i like the idea of, you know, I've left a Dead Star game, but I'm not so sure about Back for Blood, so if there's a load of them coming. <laughs> there's quite good. a few, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this one stood out, I think, just because of its look. Hmm. Um, and then also, because of its look, I really quite like the idea behind Planet of Lana, which... Didn't really show much gameplay, but it's uh, some 2D thing where everything is hand hand painted and um, has a really good look to it. And you've got some sort of alien cat thing as a sidekick. So it's like, little kitty, little kitty type thing. 
but yeah, definitely, definitely go have a look look at the look at that one. Good vibes. Um, and that's pretty much all I really grabbed from the summer games launch. Like there, there was a lot mm. of other stuff, but a lot of stuff you sort of expected, or a lot of stuff we'd already seen. Um, mm. Okay. Uh, and uh, I've got. <laughs> As far as the Ubisoft conference goes, I've got even less to talk about because, boy, that was a bit oh. of a snore fest. Yeah, I barely even remember most of it. Yeah, it was really dull. They did just dance at some point, you know, so, you know. Eventually, not at the start. Not even at the start. There wasn't <laughs> even the panda guy. No, he appeared in a different game. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Um, but they're no quirky presenters or whatever Ubisoft usually do. No, just no. devs. I mean, well, they did have a couple of presenters when they cut back, but I I wouldn't call them quirky. They were quite straight. Yeah. Um, I say I've only got one thing to note here. This was where Mario plus Rabbids, the quest for hope, whatever it's called. Sparks of Hope. Sparks Mm. of Hope was announced before Nintendo got a chance to do it. Were you ever tempted by the kingdom? I mean, I've I've briefly played it. Yeah, it's... um, Mm. It's decent, yeah. I, I, I have been tempted with it, but mm. hey, it's a tactics game. It would take a lot of time. So it's... <laughs> no, no, that, those, that game seemed so. that game seemed cool. Like, and I liked its humor as well. It's um, mm. yeah, it's rabbits, and it's mostly Ubisoft driven, so it's not very Nintendo like. But in a way, that makes it better because it's like okay. they're using the Nintendo characters in a way you might not expect Nintendo characters to be used. Right, but not going so far as to not work. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, yeah. and like, this was kind of a surprise to have a sequel to that. I yeah. Suppose, um, yeah. I, I, I don't think there'd been any rumors of there being a sequel in the works, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Good so, to... what's the new gameplay features in this one? Compared no, what, to the previous one? They'd only really shown that it has a sort of like free running sort of system. Yeah, it looked, it, I saw eventually someone compared it to like Valkyria Chronicles, but right. it doesn't exactly look like that because it doesn't look like you're expending your time as you're moving around in the circle. It looks like you can just move around as much as you want inside the circle for an amount of time. Right. Like oh, you have a time okay. limit where you can just run around inside this area. I see. So it's a real time limitation. It's like, here, go play your turn. Like, yeah. so you, you, I guess you can have a think about it beforehand and then be like, okay, I, this is what I'm going to do. Execute. Yeah, maybe. That's what it appears like anyway. Interesting. Because when you see them, they run out and pick up a bomb and throw it. But mm. the bomb is like beeping like it's counting down, like it's going to explode. So they throw it and then it explodes. So it seems like that's running in real time. Yeah. So it seems like there's some kind of you activate a character and then there's then it goes into actual real time for a bit. <laughs> Interesting. Cuz I wonder how that will There were moves in the first game I think where you ran out to do a thing and well, then, was... and then it would run back to to where you were so you would still be in cover. Yeah, but those seemed more like sort of just a sort of advanced movement almost. Right. Like as part of your movement phase you could do this movement attack almost. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. So it's like a like a charge attack or something. <coughs> Jump on their head style attack, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're playing around with the me- they are playing around with the me- mechanics a bit. The overworldy stuff looked pretty much the same. But... I don't understand why the rumor is still here. Yeah. Cuz that was the pointer. That was the pointer of the last game because they had to make it work with the <laughs> with the specific controls. They had to have effectively a pointer on screen so they just had this weird rumor rabbit that led your characters around, but now it's still there. <laughs> Surely we don't need that on the Switch any longer. 
Also, I wish they'd given the uh, Luma Rabbids a better name than Sparks. Yes, but what else would you call them? Lubids. Nope. <laughs> Lumbids. Definitely don't lube. Lumids? Lumids would be all right. Rammers. <laughs> Rammers, yeah. <laughs> or Rabbers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that was kind of cool. Um, uh, but the, probably the most left field thing, and I've only written it down because we were just like, okay, really? They're making a new Avatar game. Like, not Avatar The Last Airbender, that other Avatar. Right. You know, the but blue the... people Avatar. So when are the, when are the films coming? Presumably the sequels are finally going to come out. I right? think they're fairly soon. Is this going to yeah. time to release alongside those? Or? I mean, I guess that was the plan originally, but I wonder if these are going to come mm. out first now. Or the, I mean, the game is probably going to come out first. Right. And I'll be honest with you, the game didn't look bad. Well, they didn't really yeah. show the game exactly. Yeah. They showed in engine. Footage. They showed in engine footage, but yeah, it didn't. It visually, it didn't look bad. I guess it like, looked like that film from yeah back I, then. I guess Pandora is a fairly lush, nice-looking thing anyway. So if you're getting vaguely close to that, ooh, excuse me, yeah. vaguely close to that, then it's um, gonna look nice in general. But then that last game they made didn't look terrible. Yeah, I guess it just played badly. <laughs> I mean, it played averagely, right? Yeah, that was, that was it was hella B here. Yeah, as we say, triple B, maybe double B, <laughs> maybe double B. We forgot one other thing from the Ubisoft because I'm trying to look at your notes for here, and there appears to only be those two notes. Yes, <laughs> you forgot the maybe only other slightly interesting Ubisoft thing, which was their not sequel to Steep. Oh, what, Riders Republic? Yes, the extreme you're, you're, You find game. that vaguely interesting? Well, I mean, it's like they've taken the idea of Steep, which was more or less a tech demo, and just made an actual game. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, the the downhill biking looked kind of cool. Like. Yeah, but everyone's doing that. Everyone's been doing that recently. Yeah. There's been, like, so many indie games that are that concept. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's at least two high-profile... Descenders is one, and oh, I forget the other one, but yeah, there's some there's a couple of high-profile indie games that have done very well for themselves. But yeah, I mean, it looks like they've, you know, made an actual game with the tech now. I mean, it's slightly interesting, but like... I mean, I, the, the mass races seemed like fun, right? If there was like, sure. like 50 people all doing the same... It's like, they, basically, apparently they've taken the track media tech yeah. and imported it into this game. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that would be fine. Whether there's collisions or not, that's the other question. I mean, if there is, that would be hilarious. It would be like four guys on bikes. Yeah. Which which actually which sounds speak, pretty great. Speaking of which, now there's four guys in Trackmania. Wait, is there really? <laughs> Did you remember we saw that in the four, presentation? There's four guys in Trackmania. Right. A four guys mode in Trackmania, where you drive uh, the car along the obstacle course and there's like rotating things and right, stuff. Right, yes. Do you remember no, that? No, I do remember that. <laughs> that kind of part. Yeah, that's, I'd totally forgotten about that until you said it. So you, again, maybe this is maybe this is just classic Ubisoft where they're just like take all the concepts from all our games and mash them into each other because that's just what we did with Assassin's Creed and that worked so well. <laughs> that is what they do. I didn't see any towers. I, I mean, I get other than he the towers. He stood on that big stone arch. Yeah, does that count as a tower? Does that do a map reveal? Well, I, it's a collectible, I guess. Oh yeah, they had like beauty spots. Yeah. Didn't they? <laughs> Which they stole from Forza, I guess. Yep. Yeah. That's not their and, game. And though. several other games. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that game looks like, you know, 
this was this game was the start of why are we still getting snowboarding games because there was at least <laughs> one more which we'll probably skip over later on but there yeah, was I, at least I, one more i haven't got a note for that other one but um uh yeah i mean snowboarding can be fun right like well, I mean, in the but maybe it's aged out in the like, Raiders Republic case, yes. But in the other game, which was shown in the Microsoft one, it's just like that was just like straight snowboarding. It's I mean, like, it was, why are you doing that at this point? I mean, I mean come it, on, it was like skate for snowboarding, right? Which, well, kind of, but it didn't look like it was trying to be like technical. It looked like it was trying to be like Tony Hawk's. Mm. Maybe. I mean, I why know. even try to beat Cool Borders Three? <laughs> cool yeah, Borders exactly. Three is a classic. Yeah. If you're going to make a snowboard game, you have to make it like you know weird and cool not just like literal snowboard you have to be middle-aged ssx right not 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 new ssx not new not, SSX. Hard, not hardcore ssx because well, we... they tried bringing that back didn't they not that long ago and it wasn't quite on the money well that's what i meant like what was it it was originally going to be called something stupid like hardcore wasn't it was it <laughs> i can't remember i know they made lots <laughs> the ssx where you die a lot <laughs> <laughs> I thought the last reasonable SSX game was on the Wii or something, and famous for it having a motion control where you had to draw a heart to do like a special move or something. <laughs> Weird. Uh, and then yeah, you, I uh, yeah, guess okay. You, uh, right, Riders Republic. You get your shout out. I wasn't planning on it, but you get your shout. Well, maybe we can very briefly say that in the vein of how many games are like Left 4 Dead Ubisoft showed off their Rainbow Six Siege Left 4 Dead oh god yeah they spent far too long on that yeah I I, I intentionally didn't put that on well, here sure. but how does that how does that work then so it's like well it is like it's just a it's literally it's a Left 4 Dead yeah it's Left 4 Dead yeah you can run between right. safe rooms and progress through this mission towards an uh, end goal and there's zombies along the way but their thing was it's uh. like the, the, the missions are like dungeons so you a safe room you can choose to bail yeah. Um, or you can go one level harder. I guess that's how they do their difficulties for this thing. So it's like, well, we're only going to do like a one level mission and then bail out because we haven't leveled up enough yet. Or yeah, maybe because it's got it's got character persistence, and they were saying if you manage to fully die, then you lose that character's persistence. And then didn't talk about whether it's possible to corpse run or anything like that. Well, they literally did, though, right? If you die, the character oh, gets yeah. captured, and then you have to replay that mission rescue to that. rescue but it, them. But, but it wasn't quite sure if like that was how that worked for every player, right? Does that mean you? I guess you, as a player, have to play as someone else well, yeah. in order to rescue your own other guy. <coughs> it's just a slightly dumb way of forcing people to play different characters, I guess. At least two. As long as you always have two mains, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then if you fuck up with one of them, you can use the other one to go rescue them. Like, what, what is that game even called? Is it like something like Contamination? Or... I don't remember. <laughs> no, it's not a very memorable. It's just name. Rainbow Six Siege. It's a Rainbow Six Siege something. No, it's Rainbow Six something. It's not Rainbow Six no, well, Siege yeah. something. But it uses the Siege tech, obviously, because you're yeah. breaking through walls and whatnot. Yeah. Mm. And the Siege operators as well, the actual players. Mm. They'll all have their familiar skills, like little robots that the enemies somehow don't notice. Although <laughs> well, the, the, the zombies well, don't seem particularly interested in technology, at least. So, also zombies, unlike the humans in Siege, where it's just like, how are they not seeing all these little rovers driving around? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zomb zombies with spike guns as well. Yeah. And ones that explode, you know, because no one has an original idea anymore. No. <laughs> <coughs> 
So I guess that Excuse was me. like the first of the Left 4 Dead's. <laughs> well, the second. We've, already, we've had two. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. the one out there. The, the India, 60s, India one. Like, yeah. One. Uh, and then we had Devolver. And I I don't think... I need to actually look at whether that this is at the actual name of the game. I think I've got that wrong. Um, uh, but I think it was called Trek to Yoni. Um, basically, it looked like someone had made Kurosawa the game. Like, black. Even more so than Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, but in a sort of 2D setting, kind of like, oh, like, okay. a, like a 2D style. Um, everything's black and white and scratchy, and you're a ninja <laughs> or a samurai, I guess. And uh, it looked pretty rad, honestly. Shame I can't remember its actual name. <laughs> um, and uh, the 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 only other thing I picked out from this was Inscription uh, because it's it's made by the guy that made Pony Island uh, and things like that, and I, he falls into the sort of Frog Fractions subversion games category where the game is never quite it, the game is more than you think. Like there will be elements where the the game itself breaks itself and goes off in different directions and that kind of stuff. And it looks like this time he's gone about like taking hand of fate. And then making it so that you know the game you're playing is just part of a bigger thing, uh, but in a sort of like 3D, very pixely kind of look. Uh, yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, I, I may have gone off like games that involve cards and decks and things <laughs> like that almost entirely because there's a lot of them, um, especially since Hand of Fate Two. But uh, this one looked vaguely interesting. Inscription. Inscription. Yeah, and uh, Devolver may have finished doing their stupid timeline in their shows, it looked like. Oh, really? Maybe, I don't know. They might have wrapped up that storyline. I mean, this one was kind of like a... It was it was already sort of outside of that universe. It was like yeah. inside their universe, there's another layer. <laughs> and, then, and then that was all apparently a dream. Yeah. So a dream within a dream. Or but, was she dreaming the original dream? <gasps> but making what, it, what is the future's future future? I mean, but making it a dream means that they can continue it because you can just ignore that entire thing. Yeah, Anything they said in this one can be completely irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of is every year. Well, yes, obviously. Uh, that's Devolver. Let's move on. I've got more notes against the Xbox One. Well, they showed a lot more games, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, a lot more stuff I guess we haven't really seen before as well. Or actually, quite a lot of stuff we've seen before, but some <laughs> other stuff. Uh, so they kind of opened with Starfield, kind of. If you can call opening that, if you can call that anything, yeah, it was a bit frustrating because although it's being sort of described as Skyrim in space, it's uh, they didn't show any game. Still, they had more of a trailer that this time. That's like, hey, we're using sort of NASA looking stuff like real life looking rockets and things not fantasy rockets maybe i guess the martian it's yeah, the martian that is more the technology that it looked like um yeah so it's a bit of a bit of a shame we didn't get to see anything more of that they did at least give it a date of november 11th 2022 yeah so next year <laughs> which is worrying in a way that they still haven't shown anything about it yeah. And also, you know, they said, like, creation two engine. It's just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, Creation 2, is that what powered the last Fallout game? Or? I don't know if it's a... Is it Fallout 76's engine? Or? Yeah, I don't know if it's counted as separate or not. Because when they did Fallout 4, they were like, it's a new, updated version of the Creation engine. And I'm not sure whether they had ever explicitly said 2 or whatever. Right. But, you know, it's a Bethesda engine, so... <laughs> going to be fucked in any case <laughs> unless microsoft does a good good enough job mildly ropey expectations <laughs> uh yeah so at least they're talking about it that's a thing oh missing list no elder scrolls well no there wasn't gonna be no although they did mention it again right at some point in the microsoft so, concert they said elder scrolls 6 i think it was right at the end yeah they, they, they don't i think they had a sort of like don't worry we haven't forgotten about these things yeah they, there's just so nothing how come to show. that's not it's not time for that because yeah. they have to finish starfield first that's yeah the order they always oh, said okay. it was going to happen in. starfield has been in development oh, for enough. years and years at this point whereas i'm pretty sure last year they kind of got out there and said we've started Elder Scrolls 6 it's like well it's when right, they okay. it was pretty much the that the end of that last Bethesda press conference where they said Starfield Elder Scrolls 6 and that was like that they just basically said those two names essentially at that point yeah and let's not not forget Obsidian are also making a game that looks a lot like an Elder Scrolls game yep um I can't remember the name no. of it but it was announced <laughs> last year yep um, oh yeah I remember that yeah and that's like their own universe right Which yeah do so much yeah yeah obsidian branching out on their own a little bit which they'd already done without the worlds in fairness but oh that's true with sci-fi yeah yeah and the yeah uh so then we had uh contraband which looked I mean, again, no, no gameplay, but the concept at least seems mildly interesting. Well, they, it's, it's they barely a, even told you what the concept was. No, I mean, I'm thinking this falls into another one of these Left 4 Dead style games because it's being it's the words they've used was it's a co-op smuggling game. <laughs> well, they did also say open world, which is also the case for one of these other games that we're going to come to later. But sure. I, I think being open world doesn't necessarily preclude it from being a Left 4 Dead game. Not necessarily, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yep, so not a lot to talk about there. Um, sea of Thieves is doing a Disney collaboration with Pirates of the Caribbean because, of course, it is. Yeah. It's well, like, how, like uh, obviously, that's pretty obvious, yeah. But it did at least look pretty cool. Like, I don't know, I'm not a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan. Like, I like those first two films. Um, the rest of them are kind of garbage, even though the two. Even though Pirates of the Caribbean 2 is really only a segue to the third, I guess. <laughs> it is at least fun. Um, What's the one where he's fucking, like, running along in a hamster wheel? <laughs> that's two, I think. Is yeah. that two? There's a fight on a hamster wheel. Well, they fight that's on that water stupid. wheel with the heart. Okay. Yeah. No, the key to the heart, not the actual heart at that point. <laughs> How do you remember the plot of that? Oh my god! Because it's not that complicated. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a very easy plot to remember. There's just a lot of going around to get to the yeah. There's plot. like incredibly tiny plot points, but extended out into millions of fights. And then in the third film, don't they pretty much just get all the plot out of the way in one sequence in a dark room? And yeah, then it's much. like let's just talk about the plot, and then we can have an action sequence that just gets surrounds it all. Hmm. But yeah, they're making. So, the, who's doing the Jack Sparrow impression then? Well, that is the question. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it sounded real good. I, it, it sounds real Sparrow good. Jack Sparrow is already definitely... a Keith Richards impression, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> sure. Is that right? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but it sounded real good. He, 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 he makes a cameo, doesn't he? Well, in the film, yeah. Mm. In the film, as as Jack Sparrow's dad, right? <laughs> just, oh, like, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. Anyway, sorry, Luke. But I mean, this game is like you know the thing about it is that it's a story in a game that's not really got a story, or it's not got a story in the traditional sense. It's got story attached to missions. I mean. <laughs> If if you had a PC that was strong enough to play it, I, I mean, I'd be tempted, man. Like it looked all right. Yeah, but the the thing that I that pe- people have been saying and that I also found kind of weird is just like you're making it this Disney tie-in with Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's like it's if if you're going to give people this temptation of like, oh, here's this Pirates of the Caribbean story with pirates and whatnot, but then they actually also have to play this like open world multiplayer game where they're going to get ganked by <laughs> trolls all the time. Possibly. It's just like yeah. this is this doesn't really mesh very well together. It, yeah, it very much depends how they've organised that. If you can, maybe this thing isn't like in the bigger world of Sea of Thieves, and it is something you can do separately. But mm, yeah, I mean they, well. At least part of it seems to take place in another world or whatever. Mm. So maybe there's some kind of instancing type situation going on. Yeah. <laughs> also, do you have to earn the right to play it? Or yeah, that is the other it? question. Is that, do you have to play the normal game first to even get to the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff? Yeah. Do you have to be a certain level? Like, I mean, that was one of the problems with early Sea of Thieves. There was no progression. Right? Yeah. All the progression was cosmetic, and that was a bit of a problem. Um I wonder if they've changed that. I don't know. I haven't checked in with it since it first came out, but it, at least it looked like there was more than one enemy now, <laughs> more than skeletons. Well, I mean, that's they—they they did eventually get to that in the regular game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Sea of Thieves: A Pirate's Life. Or kind of a bad oh. title, but you know. Uh. Then we got to see another little glimpse of 12 minutes, which is that top-down time loop thing. <laughs> this is another situation of, like, how is that not out yet? Yeah, how is that not out yet? But it is coming out August 19th, so very soon. Is that a small, not full-price game? Or? I mean, how, uh, well, we hope so. Game? I mean, it's on Game Pass, so I don't care. <laughs> so. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Well, that kind of makes sense. Pretty much everything they showed was on Game Pass. So it's... It was on Game Pass, yeah. Well, I think, that's kind I of think big, everything, actually. Well, not everything. They specifically said, like, 27 out of 30 or whatever. Oh, okay, right. Because obviously the, there was a couple of, I think, one of the Bethesda ones, and then there was a couple of other third-party things that I don't remember. Oh, well, I guess that's the other thing I didn't mention. Starfield has been is an Xbox console exclusive. I mean, sure. So, you know, the, the the Microsoft thing is having an effect now. Mm. Uh, yeah, 12 Minutes looks cool. It's got James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and uh, Willem Dafoe doing the voice work. Um, I wonder if the loop thing would get annoying, as with all loop-based games. But, uh, yeah, we shall see. It's, it's It looks cool. Uh, Psychonauts 2 also got a release date. Of uh, August twenty fifth, I kind of hope That's that awesome. game's That's good, cool. but like I, I don't know. There's something about it that looks off every time they've shown yeah, Psycho. I, I felt 2. that every time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, every time they've shown it, and which has been a, it feels like it's been in development for a long time. It has, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, that's good that apparently there's no crunch or whatever. That's good. And they've given the time and they've got the money from the Microsoft. <laughs> sure. Good. Yep. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but hopefully we'll be pleasantly surprised. I feel like the main problem with what they showed is that they didn't, it all feels the same. Like, yeah, there's no, I mean, there's like, no re- real visual difference between any of these scenarios. So, is it all one scenario or not? You well, can't really tell at yeah, this point. Like, I, I kind of agree, and it doesn't look. Uh, and maybe that's something they're holding to their chest, right? Yeah, maybe yeah, there are, the maybe there are cool yeah. places that you go at some point, and they're just not showing them. But it's impossible to tell because, like, there does seem to be different things in these Pharisees like there's the bowling ball bit but that's kind of borrowed like the bit and the bit of vocal they used to be like hey remember just roll with it and it's like that's straight out of the first game well sure but like the bowling ball and then like there's a bit in a sort of parking lot thing where he's rolling along shoots a dude and it's like it's, <laughs> right, like, right. It, it's too generic to be able to tell whether it's <laughs> yeah where's where's the guy where I have to deliver the milk yeah like, exactly <laughs> where's the bit where I'm a kaiju what is <laughs> what is the situation in this brain that requires bowling balls to be happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I I really hope it's good like I'm gonna play it I'm absolutely gonna play it but it's, it's on Game Pass well that yeah. <laughs> And and because I'm pretty excited, I love that first game. <coughs> yeah, um, that's. I mean, that's definitely one to look forward to. I just, it's just like, yeah, a bit concerned, but hopefully it's good. I mean, it's Tim Schafer's main focus, right? At the moment, it's not I don't know what else Double Fine are working on. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else they're up to. Sensible for them to focus on one game. Um. So now we get the elephant in the room. Halo Infinite turned up. Uh, was it, a, year, is it an, a whole year later than we last? When did we last see it? I think they mm. did an after E3 thing last year, right? Oh, maybe. They might have had a special Infinite only. No, it wasn't Infinite only, was it? They. Yeah, you might be right. Because mm. last year was weird anyway. So Because yeah. Xbox split up all their events, didn't they? Into, yeah. into weird minis things. Um. Uh. Yeah. So Halo Infinite, which they primarily focused on the multiplayer. Yeah. Um. Which you know looked kind of cool. It looked like Halo multiplayer, and that's kind of the problem. It's like to me, it just looked like Halo multiplayer, and it's um. There's no bad. There's no bad thing, but I don't really know what's new. (laughs) Thanks. Isn't it something they've they're making the equipment different so you pick it up and then you activate it and when you choose stuff like that i mean there was already a little bit of that in Mm. you know there's been bits of that in previous ones yeah but um or spartan abilities you would just you would just have and you'd pick like oh for this game Mm. i want to have the shield or for this game i want to have this which they kind of moved away from in halo 5 a little bit um they didn't show any of like the cool you know, one of my, one of my, one of the, my favorite modes from Halo Five, which was the sort of Counter Strike esque like VR missions, they were kind of mm. cool. Um, they didn't show anything like that. They focused more on the sort of big battles, and then a bit of me was still like, "Oh, hey, someone spawned in a banshee! Like, like that's a big deal." And it's like maybe it's like some kind of special banshee, and it's like you know that thing's going to get shot down immediately because that's what always happens with banshees. Mm. <laughs> They're not very mm. effective. Um. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, they didn't really show 
any single player this time. Like, in fact, they very specifically showed a like quite high in. overfly of an area where it's just like you can't zoom in on anyone's faces in this shot. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. You try and check out the monkey graphics in this. I mean, I mean, <laughs> so I guess you could pixels. I guess you could have a look at Cortana two or whoever that was. And yeah, do- I don't. And be all like, "What's going on? Is there any kind of clipping of her model like there was in the last one?" Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like her face. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, like they've cha- they've changed her face every game now, right? Because like the most mm. it, it the most significant change was between uh, four, where they made her into that a very soft looking face, and then hardened her up for five. I mean, this isn't. And then I mean, this isn't Cortana. So I mean, I mean, technically, it's Cortana too, vaguely the same. But like, I feel like they, like, I assume it must be like facial capture, right? Surely at yeah, this point, it must be. But it looks like it's not. It looks like her expressions are too exaggerated. Hmm. I don't know if that's just because like the hologram is highlighting it somehow or something. Or the AI can choose hmm. to do that. You know, if we're, if we're talking in law, they can be what they want. Hmm. But they choose to be themselves. And also, like, just her personality seems kind of weird as well. I mean, I think that's going to be the point. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point of old Katana, not new Katana. She's supposed to be, like, you know, well, we, fresh. Well we, well, we don't, well, we don't know how <laughs> this... Rampant. Yeah, we don't know how this Cortana was made. Like, we meet... We know Cortana has already been alive for, with years at the start of Reach, right? Like, Cortana... years, been, though. Like, a couple of years. Yeah, but she's had some knowledge where this one seems to be, like, pretty new seemingly yeah but still mm. so might, but surely if she was more than you should be less weird <laughs> would be the idea right depends how Cortana was I guess like or how, we don't really know we don't really know if we've ever really seen new AIs in the Halo universe what happened much. in the stupid plot of, of of later Halo games did Cortana sort of go rampant and become the ultimate enemy of mankind across the pretty much yeah so Halo 5 <laughs> that's so stupid Halo 5 is Master Chief looking for Cortana, for Cortana effectively um, him and his right. fire team uh, trying to like, who I can't remember the name of at this point um, yeah they're, you're, they're basically trying to find Cortana uh, and in the process they come across these a couple of AIs that have been that have been rampant for a while, um, but they don't know that at the time. And yeah, by the end of it, you, you have a few interactions with Cortana, and it seems like she's been corrupted by the Forerunners or right. some variant of the Forerunner race. I'm not sure. I get a bit lost there. Um, my memory's a bit fuzzy. Uh, and she has effectively become. Oh, hey, by the like AIs are oppressed. Why have we been built to go rampant? Why have we been uh, right, right, right. Yeah, and so is effectively so taking control of all of the UNSC AIs because all the he's, she's managed to convince the other AIs or half of the other AIs. I think it was. I don't think it was the whole lot. I think it was half of them. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, we 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 should fight for ourselves, guys. We can do this. Mm. And so, yeah, is possibly humanity's biggest threat now <laughs> because she has half our resources. <laughs> And that's still the current state going into Halo Infinite. I guess. It? Yeah, that was never resolved. Because <laughs> apparently this is like not a prequel in any way, even though it initially seemed like it might be somehow, or they, like some alternate universe almost. But apparently always, this is going to be continuous. They've always described it as the next chapter in Master Chief's journey. Yeah. 
So why not Halo Six? So yeah, exactly. That was yeah. that's why it seemed like it might not be that. I really was convinced when they announced Halo Infinite that it would be like Destiny, but in Halo, but it's not at all. No, the the the, the storyline on the single player experience, the campaign experience, won't be. But mm. yeah, they were. That's kind of what it felt like it could have been. Mm. It's kind of a good thing and a bad thing at the same time, really, because I'm not sure I'm into those. Yeah sorts of games yeah mass you know as much as i am traditional halo i mean let's just hope it's not halo 5 again because halo 5 campaign (laughs) kind of sucked like a well-made open world for halo could have been cool because i mean some of the levels in halo practically are open world but like (laughs) yeah even the first game and they have explicitly said the missions will be more open but they will still be missions i mean even that like you saw it in the um, demo they showed last year, but even that shot, you know, with the pelican flying over this year, it's like, yeah, it's an open ring, but it's like big walls and cliffs everywhere. <laughs> it's yeah. not open. No, no, no. You're you're free to explore a little more, but not a huge amount. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it almost looks less. Oh, I don't know. You want something like the first level of Halo, right? Or or Silent Cartographer, but like expanded. Or not the first level, sorry, but Halo, the second yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's still supposed to be coming out this year. The multiplayer will be free to play, so anyone can have a go. Don't need Game Pass for that. Uh, you might need a gold subscription. I don't know if that still applies, right? The mm, whole... Yeah, that's the interesting thing. <laughs> I, th- I thought Microsoft were walking back on some of that to be like, if it's a free-to-play game, you don't need gold. Well, on PC. <laughs> well, yeah. What? What? I guess you. I guess you can't, right? They can't enforce that on the PC version. I mean, they could if they wanted to, but they won't. I mean, it's technically bound to the same account, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be on Microsoft account. Slime Rancher Two. Yep. Gotta ranch those slimes. That first game was alright. It was quite Moorish. Yeah. So they're making more. Somewhat. They're making more. Bit of a surprise. I mean, that game didn't really end particularly well, the first game, but like. And there were some secrets I never discovered, but. Because I fell off it eventually. Well, but, it always seemed, from when I played it, it seemed like there was like. Too much of a. Of a jump between like casual slime rancher and super hardcore secret shit <laughs> yeah and then, even in the tech tree like there's a certain point where everything just gets way more complicated abruptly <laughs> yeah yeah you're not wrong i wonder if they'll smooth that out here but it's like there came a point where it's just like you're i mean there are obvious things where you're exploring and going like okay what do i do here like th- there's clearly something here but i've got no idea what it is and then you may have figured out bits of it but never the whole, like maybe not the whole picture. And then, I, I, in a weird way, I kind of want them to do some of that secret stuff earlier, right? Yeah. Like sort of, so so the world seems more interesting earlier on, rather than you just focusing on the whole branchy thing. And maybe if they can find, figure out more ways of stream launching, stream launching, <laughs> stream launching, <laughs> streamlining the actual ranching bit, so yeah. like, so like I don't have to faff around with the ranch. As much as you did, 
Yes. Because you had to do a lot of that, in fairness. And but it was all sort of tedious stuff, right? Oh, okay, I need to feed my slimes and then now I need to scoop up all the things and now I need to convert the things. I mean And some of the areas were quite far apart. Yeah, that was sort of the main problem, was just like there was a lot of running around, <laughs> running yeah. back and forth between things. It was mm. like go to the and also because your gun only had four slots to pick stuff up, that was one of the main <laughs> things that was hella constraining. Yeah. So you'd be doing runs all the time. But hey, I I like the cut of its gym. Like it was a it was a it was a nice casual fun time. Improvements welcome. Uh, so next we had Atomic Heart that I guess looked a little. I guess it's some sort of single player FPS experience, but is noteworthy because its trailer was hella Euro dance. <laughs> yep, it was oh, the yeah. most European trailer you've ever seen. I know. Like just <laughs> not even Stalker, which somehow we didn't talk about. Didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I haven't put it on here because stalk. It just kind of not a huge amount to talk about. I don't think it just looked like you know you're in Russia, you're in Chernobyl. Still. I mean, it's like if you compare Stalker One to Stalker Two, it's quite ridiculous. <laughs> if you consider how much that company has changed from like making this weird sort of almost indie game to yeah. this hell on 4K HDR shit, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit like <laughs> Metro, isn't it? I guess like, yeah, you know, similar. Same sort of production value, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Atomic Heart looked weird. I couldn't quite peg exactly what it was, but hey, go watch that trailer. Just enjoy just enjoy some fast-paced Eurodance weirdly over the top of it. It's like, it doesn't fit, but maybe that's a key. It didn't fit in this presentation. No. Nope. <laughs> just like it was so completely out of place to all of these other games. It made it stand out, and it got its mentioned here mm. because of it. So, you know. I hope it's a key part of the game as well. Like, for some reason, the soundtrack is Eurodance. <laughs> it would be so weird. That would be weird. Uh, now, uh, this next one. Now, if I'm remembering right, because I get some of these indie games I didn't won't make enough notes of, but I think Replaced was the one that had the really badass-looking pixel art style, but in um, like modern 3D techniques, but all of the art is pixel art, right? So like the, the opening shot is like this scene of the woods or something but all the all the trees are done in very low resolution pixel art but like they're spaced out in proper three dimensions and it's doing well, the trouble with this game is like it's really confusing with that other game that, that never came that out never came out maybe the, the last night i think it was <laughs> yeah called. that one and it looked a little bit like a sort of like cyberpunk detective ne- yeah game very thing. neon soaked delicious pixel art and this is very similar to that but uh. it's not that <laughs> I mean, this is. The, I think this is a growing trend. This look, sure. Actually, there's quite a few games this year that have this modern 3D techniques being applied over old school pixel art. A little bit like what they did with Project Octopath. There's I guess, another game like was, sci-fi. Was um, it in oh, which presentation was it in? Was it in Ubisoft and Nintendo? That that one game was, with the name that I can't pronounce, Urian or whatever. Oh, right. Which looked a lot like Octopath, but someone else is doing it. Yes, yeah, there was that. Where the um, sprites are higher res, but it still has like kind of pixel art terrain yep. and lighting effects. To yep. the- I mean, there was a couple of games in um, PC Gamer and Future Game Show that had this look as well. Yeah. It's like it's a... Uh... I mean, it's a good look, but... If everyone's doing it, and there was there was a game I picked up on last year that I still don't think has come out um, that looked a bit like a um, a two D hack and slash that also had this look, and then I played that um, RPG roguelite last year, Star Commandos, right? That also had this look. 
like I said, it's a good look, but if everyone's doing it... <laughs> then you can't tell what the hell this game is because you keep remembering these other ones. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a bit of a problem. They all look a little bit too similar. Um, uh, too, too much of a trend. Yeah, I think I think Replaced may be the most striking of these ones. Yeah. Um, it seemed to be going out there with, with it. and uh, Yeah, anyway, 2022. Coming to Xbox. Looks cool. Uh, and then we got what's being described as the most honest trailer of uh, E3, and that was the trailer for Outer Worlds mm-hmm. 2, because it was literally just them describing how to make a trailer. It's like, <laughs> let's have a slow motion shot of someone running for no reason at all that we won't explain to the player. Let's pan up to look at a terrifying monster. Will this monster be in the game? No, this is the only time you're going to see it. Uh, Right. Except Pretty I busy. can almost guarantee that's not going to be true. <laughs> Zoom out rapidly as the music gets to the wah bit. Wah! <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was pretty funny. But hey, they did, didn't tell you anything about the game. They were just like, hey, we're, make, we're making another Outer Worlds well, game. The fact that it's just called the Outer Worlds too, seems to suggest it's going to be quite similar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if. There was quite a lot to improve on in that first game, but like, uh, if the one thing I hope they don't do is make it bigger, because that game was like just the right length, I think. Like, it needed more variety within that length. Mm. Don't don't do the more is more thing, please. Do the same amount better. (laughs) That's all I ask. I don't want a Skyrim or a Fallout. I want what you did, but better. Uh. And then the not Forza Motorsport thing. Uh-huh. Um, we've got Forza Horizon Five. Five. <laughs> Five. Five. Not that long after after four, right? It's it? not that long. Uh, well, it's about three years, I think. Um, oh, okay. T- two or three years, something like that. Um, uh, and it's coming out this year, November 9th. So they've gazumped motorsports. So we've had two Horizons in a row without without a motorsport game. Yeah, now. without an alternating motorsport. Yeah. Uh, and they're in Mexico. Mexico. Hey, gringo. Want to drive some cars? Yeah, want to drive some cars. Let's race them cars. Got like, wait. That, that, <laughs> Jamaica. That'd be a good <laughs> good setting for a Forza Horizon, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it looked amazing visually. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're going full-on photogrammetry for locations now, and they, they didn't half look good. And the whole game was running at 60 frames per second at 4K, I think, on Series X. And it's like, yeah, all right. Whoa. Good job. Look, nice. look, look real good. Um, but it's a like it's not what I'm after right now. I'm after that motorsport game, and it's like you want the full on motorsport because well, I never really finished Forza Four. Like I never really got to the point where I saw credits in four. I don't think. <laughs> do those games even go to credits? They do have a bit where you can get the credits. Yeah, well, the pop from a menu option. But <laughs> no, no, there, there is a point where you see credits in those games. Like once you like made the festivals big enough. Oh, right. It would go to credits. Or if you've done the last big event, I think it is, because they, they have those showcase events, right? And then if you do the last one of those, you tend to get a credit sequence. So I don't think I ever hit credits in Forza 4. Um, maybe I should play some more of that. Like, I had a weird time with Forza 4, because I think I found all the boring stuff first, and then discovered the 
the like the it's weird mission things like oh hey do you want to do like historic drives in historic cars and do a thing or do you want to do the top gear-esque style missions or do you want to do the film uh you're doing a drive for a film actor style thing or do you want to be a taxi service it's like they had these they had all of these in there but i only sort of really stumbled on them late after doing like a billion hours of regular racing all uh, right how 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 do you discover them? Do you just find them? You just have to find the, the right right mission or the right place, or go oh. just go to the right place on the map, which I guess I never did. Um, and I never earned enough money to buy all the locations. Like you can buy Edinburgh Castle in that game if you want. <laughs> yeah, excellent. What can you do with it? Nothing. It's just a place to save. All right, okay. <laughs> you know, and if you when you launch the game, you might start there. If that's your current home. It's a fancy garage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Bit of a surprise, I guess. I like that they're featuring the new Ford Bronco. It's so cool looking. <laughs> and they got the Land Rover Defender as well, the new one. They didn't really say... I mean, what's interesting about that announcement is, is like, hey, it's Playground Games still making this. But we know Playground Games is also working on something else that's rumoured to be the next Fable game. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, yeah the rumours. This is fully rumors, but like, yeah, it's been it's been it's been noted a few times that Playground Games have a second studio now. I mean, they did very briefly say the word "fable" in this press conference. It got mentioned. <laughs> that game does still exist. So, what did they say? No, I mean, I don't, I don't know. No, it was, exactly, it was literally, literally, literally what they said. They said the word fable right. like they said the word, words Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah, it was used in a right, sentence okay. somewhere to be like, hey, guys, we haven't forgotten kind of thing. We, Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that, Forza Horizon 5. Uh, and they ended, I think, on a slight, on a weird note, I thought. Yeah, like, because this is another one of those Left 4 Dead it's games. It's an open world Left 4 Dead and they game. literally shown back for blood earlier in this presentation. They the did. actual Left 4 Dead game. <laughs> Yeah, but again, there wasn't really anything new in that. No. In that, um, well, I, mean, I, I was trying to even remember the original the first time I saw Back from Blood, and it, I feel like it looked better this time. But maybe I just completely misremembered. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you on that. Actually, there's some something looked a little less janky this time round. Yeah. In, in the Back from Blood presentation, but it didn't look like we saw anything particularly new. No. But it didn't. It it did look in a weird way. It looked more Left for Dead yep. this time. That's what I would have said, even though I. Don't remember the first trailer well enough to say why. I think it's because they didn't focus so much on it just being minions and then one massive boss type thing. It looked mm, like they, yeah, maybe dive, you know, more diverse enemies and things. Anyway, yeah, Redfall. It's a le- open world Left 4 Dead game, except you're fighting vampires now, <laughs> not zombies, not zombies. <laughs> And they made a big deal of it being like, oh, kooky characters, and this went bad, didn't it, 90 minutes ago, or whatever. Mm, <laughs> and it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get great... Vo- I mean, it wasn't a gameplay trailer. No. It was a cinematic trailer. It just seems like a very weird thing to be their last thing. Yeah. I, I thought like, they, they wanted to make a big deal of this for some reason. I thought their one more thing would be something bigger. I didn't. Even, I didn't note down who was working on it. Whether it's an internal Microsoft thing or if it's just a weird publisher yeah, thing. Remember either. I mean, what would have, would have been a great one more thing is like, oh hey, by the way, it's been a year since Final Fantasy VII remake came out. We've got it now. 
Would that be a great one more thing for the end of the Milky Way? I mean, maybe. It's Final Fantasy VII. Sure, but I don't think... It'd be Microsoft, better than Redfall. I, well, sure. I don't <laughs> think people who like Microsoft necessarily care about Final Fantasy. <laughs> There's vampire games called Redfall, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the that was Xbox. I, I, like, like I said, slightly underwhelming. I was expecting to have a, a little more... Ooh, out so of Microsoft. The, it seems like, I mean, the Horizon thing's cool, but I mean, but it seems like the big things were not really the game announcements. It was the fact that everything's free to, no, everything's on Game Pass, sorry, and and Halo multiplayer is free to play, right? Yep. There's not actually to do with the games. It's just the way you access them is the exciting bit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it, but in a way, it's not really the exciting bit because it's been that way for a, for a while now. Um, yeah. Well, Halo being completely free multiplayer is probably I mean, unexpected. Yeah, that, um, that, they had said that before, though. That wasn't new to this. Did they? Oh, yeah, they did. I was trying to remember whether that was a rumor, whether they did actually say it, but yeah. that was in that Halo presentation last year. Yeah, last time they showed oh, okay. it. They I had thought co- that was news. No, no, they, they had confirmed that before. Um, okay. I mean, there was that cool bit in the trailer where the, you know, the guy throws a plasma grenade and uses it to uses the inertia to hoof a plasma sword to him. And it's like, yeah, okay. I'm not sure. What, was that a plasma grenade? He, they, oh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's some sort it of concussion the skull, grenade. Right? The, oh, what, oh, really? You threw the skull away to... Maybe. Because there's a bit where you, he has the skull and they show the melee attack with the skull, but then it cuts cool. to that bit and it looked like... It then didn't look like a plasma be, grenade, maybe. Then he was probably just playing oddball, right? Well, sure. <laughs> oddball. And they had some other, like... He said something else, didn't he? Like, he, that announcer guy, he said well, killing yeah. spree. They, as you they, they tried to sneak in a couple of extra, here's the new announcer lines into yeah. that trailer. <laughs> Grapple Jack or whatever. Grapple Jack, that was it, yeah. And no and scope. That, another reason why the damn Banshee is going to be useless now. Yep, just, just grapple, grapple straight on it. Yeah. <laughs> Although it looked like, I think they very briefly showed... I don't know if it was UI or whether it was just inferred from the animations, but it seems like the grapple is like an item. Like it's not necessarily, it's more like an ability than a, right. you don't necessarily always just have it. I see. Or maybe it's on cooldown. Or... Yeah. Or maybe not every class has it or whatever class means in Halo. Yeah. I'd, I'd expect there to be perhaps some loadout stuff. Yeah. But they kind of, as I said, they moved away from that in five, but maybe they'll go back to it for some, or yeah, maybe it's a pickup item. Hmm. Because otherwise, why would you bother blasting an energy sword to you with, a, with an explosion when you could just grapple it? Because he grapples that oh, spiker yeah. weapon when he blows up the warthog. Yeah, that's going to be a lot more reliable, isn't it? Look cool, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was Xbox. Um, let's move on to less interesting territory uh, with Square Enix Presents. <laughs> I didn't even watch this, but I just very briefly skimmed through. I didn't even really skim through. I skimmed through the thumbnail of the video on the timeline and was just like, I won't watch any of this. No, I mean, it, it <laughs> was it was pretty dull. Um, I've only got three notes for this one, really, of interest, because um, they talked about everything we'd seen before. And, and there were some notable like uh, exceptions as well. Like we didn't see... Um, was it, Is it Forsaken? The one that everyone thought was, oh no, it had a project name I can't remember. But the the, the first thing they showed for PS5, 
Yeah, the one that everyone thought might be Final Fantasy, but wasn't. But wasn't, yeah. And was, or everyone thought would be tied to that old final, that old tech demo they showed for Unreal, yeah. uh, not Unreal Engine, for PS4. Um, uh, but it wasn't that either. I think it's Forsaken. No, it's not Forsaken, because that would be that other game. Um, for Shadow, for, for Bone. <laughs> I'm calling it For Bone. Um, we didn't Forsaken. see any. Yeah, it wasn't Forsaken. Yeah. It can't be Forsaken. Okay. It's not a what was six... Forsaken was that Descent clone, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> it was that Six Degrees of Freedom shooter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was kind of all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, so the big news from the Square presentation is Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> if um, you can call that big uh, news, really. <laughs> I mean, it was the, it was the thing they focused game. on. They had like over 20 minutes well, you're sure. on this game. Why are all the Marvel games like lame? And not that obviously Marvel vs. Capcom is different, but Marvel vs. Capcom Three is awesome. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, yeah. less so. Yeah, but what's what's the deal with like the biggest Lego the biggest Marvel movies is... in the world having having like lame games, shitty like? And this is another yeah. entry in the fake Marvel cast genre. <laughs> just like, we don't actually have the real characters, we have weird knockoff versions well, of them. Yeah. They, well, they're basically yeah. building the MGU, right? <laughs> the Marvel game universe. Yeah, I guess. Um, to its credit, it looked better than Avengers, right? Yeah. The tone was Guardians of the Galaxy. They got that right, and they're leaning into the comic book side, which is what they did with the Avengers game, and they're, go- they're going more for that than they are the MCU look. Which mm. I think is wise, right? It's a little yeah, bit jarring to look at from the outside. You go like, "Well, this isn't this isn't my Star Lord." Gamora looks way different. What's going on here? Um, but it, I don't think I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think they, they it looked fine. I'm not sure I like Star Lord's face, <laughs> but or his hair for that matter. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't know something weird about it. But then it's fine for his character. I guess he is a bit of a cock. That's his character. But put the mask on and then you have to lift his face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if you've got a helmet option. Yeah. Helmet on at all times. And I think uh, I think the writing was fine. I think the tone was fine. I think all of that, you know, lean into the lean into the music element. They obviously is the easiest thing to get right, right? So they did that. Where it fell down a bit for me is when they showed combat and it didn't it still didn't look great. Yep. It's still just mm. going to be another Triple B or double B, probably triple B. I mean, it's it's tri- it's triple A of B quality, right? It's like it the, the Avengers wasn't cheap to make. Uh, yeah, that's the danger, isn't it? We must have lost money on that one. And I bet this is all built off um, Crystal Dynamics's tech, right? This is Idos Montreal, I think, making this one. Um, uh, whereas Crystal Dynamics. Of of the original Tomb Raider fame, or original remake of Tomb Raider fame, I should say. Yeah. Um, was uh, it Core? No. Who, who made Tomb Raider? Uh, I mean, it was Core Interactive originally yeah. who became IDOS, and then right. yeah, and then IDOS got eventually bought by Square, and everything's been a bit weird since. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm 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 wondering if it's just like, well, take the Avengers tech and make something better. And they, they came out and said, "Hey, this is a single player experience. We're we're making it a single player experience so we can focus on story." And it's like, well, okay, that's sensible, I guess. Um, and they they kind of wanted to show you can do actions that 
influence the story. Like it would have choice points and then <laughs> had mm. one of those like Life is Strange style or like classic like relationship like um, pop-ups in the corner of the screen saying Rocket is angry with you. <laughs> or like, you know, your relationship with Rocket oh. has, has degraded. So maybe there'll be some... Uh, there's probably going to be the diamond of storytelling, right? <laughs> Where there'll be yeah. there'll be options, and then they'll all come back to the same point. That kind of thing. All converging, yeah, yeah. Standard stuff. Yeah, I mean, it looks better than Avengers did, but maybe need some work. I don't know. We shall see. I don't think they gave a release date or anything like that yet. But you could do yeah. some pre-orders. There was that much. They had the classic, like, oh, pre-order now, and you'll get this these random costumes, and it's like, oh, okay. Which may be different by the time, yeah. 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 Uh, so what else we got? Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Yes, that is the what? name. I think they're going back Remaster to... Remaster of, of what? All of the pixel art Final Fantasy games. Oh, I see. So from okay, one through that. six. It's not a bad idea. Put it together in one pack. But, I mean, to what extent is it remastered? <laughs> that That is the key question, because all of these games have been remade before, most yeah. of them badly. Uh, I don't think... I'm not 100% sure the first Final Fantasies have had 2D remakes. Like, Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3, I think, got 3D remakes on DS or something like that. They got weirdly revisited that way. Uh mm. I think five and six got those awful iPad versions with the terrible art and the. And the oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, and, and the, yeah, the bad tile sets and all of that. They they got the worst ones, uh, which is a shame because six is a stone cold classic. Um, so I'm assuming this is just we're putting out the original games. Like, what is this? They didn't really didn't really explain. Mm. <laughs> maybe they maybe they just. Got a copy of RPG Maker and just ported them all into that. <laughs> you know what? That might be better. <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be consistent at least. Yeah. <laughs> they were all in the same engine. I wouldn't put it... As, well, if, if they were to make an RPG game, like RPG Maker game, and then if they were going to release it on Steam, don't they have to fill it entirely with full-paged, big-bosomed ladies? Well, yeah. Because isn't that, that all that game is used... all RPG Maker is used for? <laughs> anyway, I'm intrigued to see what that is. I don't, I'm not holding out too much hope, because it's... Yeah, Square's Final Fantasy remasters have not generally been good. Especially of the older no. ones. Crystal Chronicles, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm not sure that oh. counts. <laughs> uh, and we did finally get a gameplay look at Babylon's Fall. Um, notable because Babylon it's... Five? No, mm -hmm. Babylon's Fall. Babylon's Fall, <laughs> yeah, not Babylon 5. Um, notable because it's a platinum game that was teased with basically some rubbishy-looking bits of book, I guess, pages out like last year. Yeah. We didn't really know anything about it other than it's being made by Platinum. And, uh, well, it sure looks like a platinum game. You know, it's a, it's a character action beat em up sort of thing. Uh, but weirdly, I don't feel, I, you know, that's kind of my jam normally. I like, I like what platinum do there, but I didn't really feel anything for this. I don't know. Even with its like really interesting painterly art style, like there was some sort of, 
fancy filter they had going on that made it look like everything was kind of like a brush stroke on screen. Um, but in a sort of subtle way, it was really, it's a really weird look. Um, and it, I mean, it kind of looks cool. It kind of looks interesting, like just from a visual standpoint or that effect standpoint. Um, I don't know. Like maybe I'm just sort of like sitting here. Well, why would I play that while I'm hype for Bayonetta three? I don't know. Like, just, <laughs> well, maybe this will come out before Bayonetta. 3. Oh, almost certainly will. Yeah. <laughs> so then you'll be able to. But it's but, not a Game Pass, so I don't know. I mean, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if Square gazumped Platinum and just said, "Look, we'll pay you more money. Do this first. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got to see a little bit of that. That's all I've got for Square, really. There was a whole load of other really dull-looking stuff, like yep. more RPGs, I guess, more. And some weird weird Final Fantasy thing. <laughs> oh, was that the... Origins, or whatever the hell that's called. Oh, the Battle Royale game. No, not the Final Fantasy VII one. <laughs> oh, right. Not that. The weird Final Fantasy guy in a t-shirt Final Fantasy, <laughs> as it's now been known. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because that makes, like, direct references to Final Fantasy 1, where you're, like, fighting Garland, the knight dude, who's yeah. the bad guy in Final Fantasy 1. It's just like, what the hell is this was shit? That, was that also... A, no, that was Ninja Theory. That, like, yeah, I should have made a note on this. Yeah, that was Ninja Theory. So that's nin- the Ninja Guy Den studio doing a Final Fantasy game. Or but it's, maybe a Final but Fantasy. But it's a character action game. Also, like... Babylon's Fall. So Square have basically got the, the two kings of character action games working on character action games. <laughs> but weirdly, like, badly somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't... Neither neither one is pushing my buttons. No. Maybe that'll change when they get closer to release. It's a strange sentence to say, isn't it, though, that one publisher has both of them. <laughs> and one of them's a Final Fantasy game! What is... Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, calm down. It's not, it's not, they're not good. They might not be good. Ah, Nintendo. Let's talk about Big N. Let's talk about a good conference, maybe ish. It was all right. Decent. <laughs> For a short 40 minute burst, it yeah. was all right. Yeah. No real surprise. Well, okay, one kind oh. of surprise. Two, two yeah. maybe at a push. Uh, Kazuya in. The, is it, was this the anticipated <laughs> crossover? You. I mean, it was super obvious. <laughs> where it's just like, you know, eventually we're going to get taken in Smash Bros. <laughs> okay. And it happened. Okay, but was everyone expecting Kazuya? And why not Heihachi, right? Well, because, you know, you have, it's... Why not Heihachi? I know Kazuya is kind of also the other main yeah. character, right? But <laughs> I guess you... Like, how many of... How many of these seven Tekken games have each of them been the main character of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Because like, how many times have they traded back and forth getting thrown into volcanoes? But that the Kazuya we get is old Kazuya, right? Well, I mean, obviously, because you, that's how Smash Brothers does it. You but do then, the original version of the characters. Yeah, true, but that's only like, yeah, from there on, it's kind of been mostly about Jin. Yeah. Who's like Kazuya's son. Yep. And the devil. And the, and the devil gene, Yeah. <laughs> The interesting thing about this is not that it's necessarily that it's Kazuya, but and they haven't done the uh, presentation yet on like how it actually works, how it functions. But, but it looks like it's fine nuts. Yeah, because he's got so many moves. It's yeah. like which is unusual for Smash Brothers, right? But they they he, he almost had a like a complete move set. I mean, it's possible that they could just do as uh, like 
instead of like Terry or Ryu where the command inputs just do a stronger version of the normal move, they could just make the command inputs be different moves. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that could be a way to fit that in with without adding a whole bunch of new mechanics. And also mildly terrifying, right, from a Smash perspective. Well, it's, like, it's going to be another character that we're never going to be any good at because we're never going to bother to learn. That <laughs> yeah. was inevitable. I mean, as, an, as an outsider, it, it seems really weird that they started adding actual fighting game characters to Smash Brothers with their from different fighting game franchises. Sure, sure but they've always on, simplified On the one hand, it makes them. sense. Well, yeah. But, it, yeah. They, they simplified them, but it never, uh, like... I would have preferred it if they'd actually just made them Smash characters. <laughs> like, just give them regular Smash moves. Don't actually put the command inputs in. I mean, it's cool, but it just makes it inconvenient. The command inputs are cool because they're not a huge addition. They give you only a little bit more power. Well, I think in Terry's case, it's probably the most important. Right. Like, Ryu and Ken, you can get away with not having to do them. But with Terry, the moves are actually quite different between the command input and regular version. I forget, is it Terry where you have to do a command input to do the... Do his go version. Yeah, those as well. <laughs> I can't remember what the command is even. But Luckily they're not too complicated. But like, just like... Double quarter circle? Yeah, for one of them. Okay, yeah. And the other one is the zigzag. Dragon punch. Yeah. I think so. Classic dragon punch. But the trouble is like... I find... the it, It's a Smash Brothers thing that I find with playing that game is just like, because it's Smash Brothers... I'm just not. I'm not adapted to playing, you know, actual fighting game techniques. Yeah, and but I reckon you'd be really good at them. Though, well, sure, if you put, if you put the effort. But in. The you're, you're, is, the, you're the sort of player that has enough precision <laughs> with your control. But, but the trouble is that, like the Smash Brothers, like the rest of Smash Brothers, the way you play that, it's very hard to switch to doing the precise movements when you need to. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, and also because, like, as I, I think I've talked about it before, when we were talking about the other characters in Smash Brothers, like the way you have to input it into Smash Brothers is like quite slow. Like it does it doesn't really recognise the inputs if you try and do it quickly. You have to do it very deliberately. Which is strange, yeah, because normally in a fighting game you have to do them faster than is almost imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> especially if you're especially if you're if it's Street Fighter, right? Those motions are like the, the requirement and timing on Street Fighter moves is insane. Yeah. So that, it's just like, that's why it's always annoying for me in Smash Bros. Where it's just like, I can't switch switch back and forth between like constantly tapping the stick all the time and then having to do these very precise, slow motions to get it to register. And they're also kind of annoying in Smash, in this context of Smash, right? Because some of them have a sort of direction lock, like Ryu and Ken do. They sort of end up locking in one direction. And you can sometimes accidentally do the wrong move because there's a difference between quarter circle back and quarter circle forward. Yeah. And that's quite annoying. It'd probably be less annoying if you were playing one-on-one, where you'd actually oh, be locked yeah. into facing the right direction the whole time. Yeah, that would, <laughs> the way we play it, just for just for fun, it's not so great. But yeah, for, for one-on-one fights, yeah, it's probably absolutely fine. So that was the predictable Smash Bros. character. They didn't do two like people suspected they might. No, so is this the last in the season? No, there's one more. There is one more, okay. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not complaining. Kazuya is a good pick, no, especially kind because of boring, we'll be. But, <laughs> but I, mean, I mean, the greatest thing is we'll be getting the Tekken music, right? And Tekken music rocks. Yeah, they they played like some of my sweet. They played one of my favorite tracks during the trailer from Tekken Three, and it's like, yeah, all right, cool, you've got this. Hopefully, there'll be quite a few. Oh yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's not like they haven't got a billion to pick from. Well, yeah. 
what me costumes are we gonna get from Tenko? Oh boy, Hey Hatchy, right? That's where Hey Hatchy's going. Well, I mean, he's already in, isn't he? There's already no. a me costume for. Oh, is there? Because they put that back in, right? And because he, <laughs> he's already a me costume. He's already a me costume. I'm pretty sure that's back in from Smash Four. Oh, all right. I didn't. I had no idea they'd done that. I know Nam. Obviously, Nam, the Namco link's been in. We've yeah, well, yeah. been in Smash before, but. Just bring me some weird Tekken characters in, in me costume form. Okay. Not yeah. that I care, but it'll be fine. No, I mean, I'm never going <laughs> to play as though, because they still would never have made the thing where me characters come up in the randomizer, which is obviously how we like to play. But and they still never made it so you can just hit one button and get random, which is still the most annoying thing about that menu system. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sort it out, Nintendo. I want, I want my me characters to be added into the... Ra- or at least an option to allow them... <laughs> Oh, excuse me, I'm having a weird hiccup phase. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting so heated about Smash. It's <laughs> about random Smash. It's because there's different versions of the Miis. That's why it doesn't do it, obviously. Because mm. you can set their moves, like, in Brawl or whatever. But then, like, it doesn't matter. Just pick one of them. If you've made them, pick them. Well, yeah, if you've made them, it should be able to make just pick out of those ones. Yeah. Like it would with a random stage. Because I've only made, like, I haven't even made one of each type. I've made, like, two and then never used them. <laughs> Uh, so then we got um, uh, Monkey Ball Banana Mania, which normally, oh. which normally I would look at and go, "Ugh, they're making another another Monkey Ball game." None of them have been good since two, right? Yeah. Or maybe questionably three. You know that one on the Wii. Yeah. Um. So it turns out that this is basically those first three games in a in a right the good ones in a in a remastered package. And it's like, oh, well, okay, then. That's actually kind of okay. So, you know, just make a new game. <laughs> and what, and make it good Yeah, make time. a good new game. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, Banana Blitz, which was the last one, might have been all right. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was meant to be sort of okay. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they're remastering it to take out all the doll logos. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the... the yeah, this, I mean, this looked all right. It's it's important to note that it, even though it was at the Nintendo conference, it is not a Switch exclusive. It will be on Xbox as well. Um, oh, really? And the ads for that have turned up all over my Xbox, weirdly. Like, it always shows me Monkey Ball now. I mean, what I want to know it's is... Game it, Pass. For, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that would be convenient for all. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. What I want to know is for the Switch version, are they going to allow you to use motion controls? Ooh, Could yeah. You use a... Put like put like the Joy-Con on your hand and tilt it like the level. Yeah, well, I mean, the third game was that, right? That was yeah, kind of that its, was kind of its thing. Not that you'd want to, but it'd be fun to try. I mean, I mean yeah. Some <laughs> oh man, can you imagine though? Some of those some of those levels from the original two games are unbelievably difficult, yep. even with uh, a stick. I don't know if motion controls are going to make that any better. No. Top tip: Remaster Excite Truck with motion controls. Was it? Was it Dreamcast? No, it was GameCube. Oh, I don't think the Dreamcast oh, okay. got a version of Monkey Ball. Don't know why I thought that. It just has that kind of aesthetic. Because it's Sega. It was a launch title, <laughs> why, wasn't it? Yeah. Or near enough a launch title on GameCube? Mm, right. Yeah, it must have been pretty early. I think it was one of the first games I got for it. Yeah. Right. Or you got for it. One of us got it. Yeah. yeah. Pikmin. Yeah. Yeah, Monkey Ball was rad. Um, at the early Monkey Balls, anyway. Monkey Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, what was it? Monkey 
pool or something, monkey snooker, but it's like, that's just always the thing. When you, when you sunk one, it just always went, park it! But you don't want that. You want gliding. Monkey target? Yep. Oh, but that became, like, as soon as you learn how to cheese it, it's like, <laughs> like, it became less and less interesting. True. You want that, like, that's the stupid boxing glove game? No, you don't. <laughs> that thing was awesome. Well, you want that game with functional physics, maybe. <laughs> Because the way it actually worked was really badly. Yeah, you might be, you might be right. <laughs> I loved it though. It was a lot of fun. Uh, well, on, also on the throwback count, let's talk about Mario Party Superstars briefly. And I, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not exactly the reaction I was expecting. Well, I mean, a like they're putting out another Mario Party so soon after the last one. Which admittedly is, it's not like a sequel, it's a collection, I suppose. Yeah. If you call it that. It's like a, a it, I mean, is it, it's not every minigame. No. Is it, it's a hand picking of well, it's also, old minigames it, from like the first three games. Yeah, it's from Mario Party 1, 2, and 3. They're like, here's like some of the minigames and five of the levels. It's just like, that's really Oh, pathetic. really? It's, it's, <laughs> so it's only, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that detail. So it's only five of the boards. Yeah. From the first three games, which means like one each. <laughs> weak. Yep. Real weak. I mean, it's like if this was a DLC for the current Mario Party, fine, but that no. Would, I mean, that would actually rock, right, if it was that, because then you'd get all of the new stuff, all of the new minigames, all the old minigames mixed in as yeah. well. If you could just mix... I mean, this is the thing about Mario Party, right? It would be at its best if you mixed everything they've <laughs> ever just done. just remade all of them and put it in one game, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they Except don't wanna... for the, the thing that injures your hand. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. yeah, let's not do that. I mean, that is the interesting thing about this, because it will have minigames from Mario Party 1. But they won't do that, surely. Well, presumably not. I mean, imagine the amount of um, Joy-Con drift yep. you're going to create. <laughs> your Joy-Con's up real bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, presumably you have to do that uh, to fight Bowser at the end of Mario 64 in that all-Mario All-Stars collection. Yeah, but you don't have to spin yeah. him that fast. No, no, that's true. <laughs> it's not like how it was encouraging you to here. So uh, yeah, I wonder what they'll do for that. I mean, it's, it's a shame because you can't not have like, some of those mini games were the best ones. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame because they really could make something great out of it, but they repeatedly don't because money, right? That's the it's the only thing they can get away with making these little these smaller Mario Party games when all anyone ever wants is like just put them all together. Yeah. You don't even have to make new stuff. Just put all the old stuff together. And this is kind of what they've tried, but they've dropped it. They've dropped balls so far outside of the field. Yep. It's kind of weak. And also, it's like... It's like an England versus Scotland game, you know? <laughs> I found it kind of, like, weird that they have literally just patched in online to the last Mario Party. And then this oh, one, yeah, yeah. this one comes out. It's like, oh, it's got online. What a coincidence! <laughs> well, they have it. Like, it's like well, it's all kind of obvious that they were kind of working on the technology for this new game and in testing it in the old game almost. I mean, it was good that they at least said you can play it with people online and save, save. an online yeah. game. And it's like, great, you you did it. You you got that. I wonder how that works. Like when you invite them back, do there has to be the same players, or can you invite anyone to fill those roles? Or? Yeah. That is- because it's not like you have an account exactly on the Switch. Well, you, I mean, you, do. you do, yeah. And I wonder if that allows you to do like two players locally and two players somewhere else, mm. or if it's all a single Switch, which would suck. Um, but would be very Nintendo. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a shame. Uh, 
And then we get to the thing that was has been rumoured for a very long time, leaked by name, but no one really knew what it was. Uh, when was it leaked by name? Though? <laughs> because the name was already had been around for, since like 2003 when they tried making this game on the 3DS and then it never came out. I, oh, is that the story? Yeah. Maybe I'm misremembering this. <laughs> I think it was... Not can't be 2003, that's too old for the 3DS. <laughs> but it was, it was a game that supposedly had been even... I think they'd shown something of it behind closed, door, closed doors to press and then it just never came out, oh. which is where this name comes from. Right. If it, It's probably not the same game. They're probably just reusing the name. Yeah, no, I highly, I highly <laughs> doubt. Maybe they took the same like story concept and Maybe. kept it and then just... I mean, made... because it is Metroid 5. Like, it explicitly comes after Fusion. <laughs> mm, yeah, and they even called it that in the trailer right for, yeah. for a moment they said metroid 5 um yeah so they make metroid dread is going to be a new 2d entry in the yeah. metroid series that uh, looks like it plays a lot like the remake of two and I, and, and I like the fact that they said it's been 19 years since we did one of these and i'm like okay so we're totally disregarding other m then like does that, that count does, as a 2d one like you could move in the in the in the z axis there's a bit yeah <laughs> somewhat <laughs> But also, let's not think about other M. No, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's got kind of an interesting vibe, I guess. I dread or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if I liked the look of it at the start of the trailer, honestly, because like Samus isn't mm. in her normal red; she's in that weird white suit. Yeah, but like, the fusion suit was fucking blue and yellow. I know, I know, and I know that's not <laughs> so this good is either. an improvement. <laughs> yeah, mildly, I suppose. Um, so I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if I was on board with the, the 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 general look of it up until you actually then saw the gameplay, and I'm like, yeah, that's Metroid. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I wanted to say about this Metroid. What I was trying to remember, where the hell does that bird noise come from that they're using for the robot? Because oh, I know right. that bird sound effect. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> and then they reverse it to try and like mask it, but it's like it's, it's clearly just that that. That like several notes of bird sound that I've heard I've heard somewhere before, and I'm like, where the hell did that come from? It's not like the like the, the the Mario Party garden bird, is it? That the like whenever you were outside, it was low, it was going woo 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 woo. woo. Mm, yeah, maybe because why two theories were it's it was either Settlers Three because I know it's not Settlers Two. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the Settlers Two one, or it's another, or it's um, Seven Days to Die because there's conclusive evidence from before that Nintendo have used the same sound set, like sound library as Seven Days to Die when they use that um, suitcase opening sound effect in Luigi's Mansion 3 that I yeah, recognised. Right, right, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, maybe they're still using the same sample set that was Seven Days to Die again. There's definitely, there's definitely some vintage sound effects going around. I, st- I mean, I still get confused when like TV shows use like this is, this is the closing of of a barred door or something, something like that. So that classic kicklink sort of <laughs> closed noise that I think was in Goldeneye on the N64 as well. And I'm like, why do you still feel the need to use these stock sound effects like like that, that everyone recognizes? Why can't you or like the door opening creak? Right, that's a classic. Yeah. It's sort of like and it's always the same one. <laughs> How difficult would it be to record a squeaky door and use that? I just thought it was very weird that it's just like they're using this clearly bird sound effect, except now it's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> they're using it for robotic beeps Ooh. and then they're trying to hide it by reversing it as well Ooh. no no Metroid Prime 4 
No, they said it exists. Like, yep, <laughs> like they gave it some lip service, but said it's it's still coming. But no, play this game instead, which which is like so many years in the future compared to Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, <laughs> storyline wise. But hey, it looked all right. Uh, oh yeah, speaking of that, just like that finally reminded me because I saw someone else talking about this and they said it. It reminded me what the what the parasite version of Samus is actually called. It's called SAX. <laughs> That's actually its name. Sax. Yep. Well, it's SA-X. Play that sax. Because it's X Parasite Samus. <laughs> oh right, yeah, okay. <laughs> Play that sax. Will there be Metroids in this game? <laughs> Yes. I'm really hoping not. I mean, I'm hoping not in Metroid Prime 4, but that's like in the, that's back in the past when Metroid still exists. I'm hoping mm, by right. Metroid 5, maybe we can get away from Metroids. Because we already exactly. had the X Parasite in Fusion. <laughs> maybe, maybe they will avoid it. I mean, with these new the robot, new robot things. aliens. And, yeah. But they'd be dread Metroids. Yeah, probably. probably. Emotional Metroids. Gonna get in your head, but not with the pincers. <laughs> then, then, then it turns into a, that episode from Red Dwarf, the polymorph. Oh man! Oh, it yeah. steals your emotions. Oh man! That's classic. <laughs> but Samus is always so like. Yeah, no, Samus no. doesn't have emotions to steal, which makes her invulnerable to the dread parasite. <laughs> ah, I'm the only one. Yes, because it's been so long since other um, she's lost all her emotions again. She didn't have that many. Well, the other thing that I saw—I mean, that was, was the whole thing, right? She had emotion in other M. That was the problem. <laughs> that was one of the many problems. Right, yes. That was another thing that I saw that was kind of interesting about the brief cuts they showed of cutscenes in Dread. You see what appears to be an actual Chozo. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> He's touching a computer screen and turning something on. <sighs> and then you also see a Chozo statue, and it's just like, okay, well. Did we, have we found some footage of old Chozos? Yeah. Or? Do they actually exist? Is it Chozo or Chozo? Whatever. I like Chozo. Yeah. Like Chocopo. Yeah, exactly. Chorizo. <laughs> Chorizo. Uh, yeah, we've got that. Let's have some... Uh... Okay, this just confused me. A, but like, So I'm going to mention Cruise and Blast, not because I think it's good, yeah. or because it deserves a mention, just because... Wait, cruising? That's still a thing? And this was an arcade game? Yep. I think it came out on the Wii U as well, maybe. This literal, this game. Oh, right. Oh, weird. So it's a Switch port of a Wii U game. They didn't mention that. I mean, it had like a giant donut at one point. (laughs) (laughs) It's all that stood out. Giant donuts. Yeah. What a weird thing. Um, Okay, this this is... Oh, clearly auto-corrected in my list here because I've got MarioWare. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not MarioWare. No, they're making another WarioWare game called Get It Together. And this is, I don't know about you, like WarioWare should be like, yay. But it's, this, this like most WarioWare games, this has come across as a bit of a bummer to me just because of how it controls. So <laughs> it's still, it's a, still a micro game collection as WarioWare should be. Yeah. But they've changed it so it's all you're controlling a character within the micro games now. So it's like, it feels like there's one unified control scheme for the entire game, except, you know, some of the characters have different abilities and may, may do things and every character can interact with every micro game. 
but that kind of bummed me out, right? Because the whole thing, the whole thing for me about WarioWare is being like utterly confused and surprised by what it's throwing at you the first time you play it. That's kind of the joy. Like it's just kind of like, what? What am I doing? What is this? Maybe, but like the whole point of it was like it had so few different controls anyway that it was easy to work things out in like three seconds. <laughs> yeah, I have to push a, just like right? push button, <laughs> push button, <laughs> push button with appropriate time. Mash the toilet roll. <laughs> like it might actually be harder to work out what you're doing if you're playing as a character with an ability, and you have to see, like, figure out how that ability interacts with the game that you're in. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Maybe it's better. I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. I think. I think it. Like, I think the problem with it is that. It's just like a JPEG of the characters slapped on top of the mini game. Yeah, that's it's not like they're in the game. No, or the, the character you're playing is even styled to the game, no. the micro game. It's just like no, it's just the weird, the weird, terrible art of WarioWare slapped on top of the retro art of the micro games. It's it's really odd. Yeah, that feels like that mm. could have been an opportunity to do it a bit, a bit more fancy. So are you kind of interested in what's it called? WarioWare, get it together. Because it has co-op games now as well. That's the Because you can have one Joy-Con each, obviously. Yeah. Convenient. In a a WarioWare game, how holding a Joy-Con each actually makes sense. (laughs) Because you only need probably one button. Maybe two. I think the last last WarioWare... I don't know if this was the last WarioWare game, but the last one I really enjoyed was the one on Wii. Like, I haven't played a huge amount, but I thought because they tried to do the same micro game thing, but they did it with a set number of Wii controls. Yeah, motion controls. And so it would give you like a two-second warning before each game to be like, hold the controller like this, and then the game would start. So it was a bit of a different pace for WarioWare, but it kind of worked, and it was kind of good fun. And it kept that whole, like, what's coming up next? What kind of madness am I about to do with the controller? Ooh, motion. And as... Everyone says about WarioWare, why is there no best of compilation of this as well? I mean, yeah. there was. I think they already did that. But they had, but yeah, WarioWare Wario Gold happened. Yeah, in the same way as Mario Party, it's just like you made a bad selection and it wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah, why not just pick them all? Just shove them all in there. What, yeah, what, what are you even doing? Uh, so that's the thing. They showed Mario Golf again. Yep, that's practically out. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about the, the big stuff. Let's talk about Breath of the Wild 2, which still hasn't got a How, name. He's totally skipped over one very important, but not really big. I mean, they showed Mario the and Rabbids again. Uh, oh, oh, you actually want to talk about that? Because like, like, I thought that that was a, like ugh, boring, because it's like the first two Advance Wars games mm. just redone again. It's like, that's mean, not what we want. I mean, it's the thing is, like... It's not actually very exciting at all, because it is just the first no. two games. But, yeah. but And, like... I mean, that's they are hella old at this point, so maybe it's okay to re-release them to the audience that you have now. So are we talking, hang on, because like, Advance Wars as a series has actually been around quite a lot longer than the GBA, right? There was some NES-style Well, the ones. Famicom War ones don't necessarily count as being Advance Wars. Okay, <laughs> Like, right. once so, it so became is, Advance Wars, it became a separate... So this is the first two GBA games? Yeah. Right. But, like... And it's got a 3D art style now. And well, I mean, that's the... Um, as I've always said about Advance Wars and a lot of other games, you're never going to beat actual pixel art. Nope. <laughs> but this is 
probably the best attempt that I've seen, really, at, I mean, at trying looked, to have a style that fits with the old pixel art yeah. sprites. It, it looked all right, but it didn't look great. No. I mean, the characters look better than the units, I would say. Like, right, yeah, the they, weird they, yeah, anime-style characters, they, looked they fine. translated okay. They looked fine. The I units th- looked a bit, like, too... Lump, like well, plasticky. They they, yeah, they didn't look very well defined, right? They yeah. Like without those extra harsh lines that they for some reason didn't put in, they just looked like kind of a blue mush. Yeah, and they also for some reason, I guess it's almost like they overcompensated, where they made like the infantry over animate, like they wiggle like super super way too much. <laughs> Whereas obviously in Advanced Wars they didn't animate basically at all. Right. Like when the infantry run off and they do the rockets, you just like they just stop and then the rocket comes out. <laughs> but in this game they're like Whoa, like they're wobbling around and it like it's way too much. But I did you know, they did a decent job of translating the fight scenes, I think, probably. Could could they have perhaps done like a little an intentional stop motion look to it then. Mm. So they're still 3D models, but the legs only have like two frames. Yeah, or something. maybe. And the other trouble with the, with the art style is that, of course, particle effects don't hide the, you know, how it actually works as well as pixel animation explosions, for example, yeah. where like aircraft just disappear in a poof. And it's like, that doesn't, doesn't work as well when it's not like a pixel explosion that yeah. kind of covers up the fact that the sprites just changed. <laughs> But yeah, apart from that, the main... oh, unless the explosion's big enough or well punchy sure. enough, then it's fine. But but they evidently haven't quite pulled that off. Yeah. But I mean, the main thing to say about this is like, get, you know, get some hype for Advance Wars, and maybe they'll make a new one at last. Yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> this could be one of those cases where it's like, I mean, I guess it could be one of those cases where it's like, if this sells well, yeah, maybe maybe this is enough of a kick to be like, oh right, Advance Wars, let's make another one. Yeah. Because we still yeah, haven't, that, se- that's, we still that's haven't seen one since, I guess, essentially. Yeah, because we haven't seen one since Days of Ruin, right? Yeah. On the DS. Blimey, that's a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. Stop making Fire Emblem, make one of these. Well, I mean, that is the classic problem, where it's just like, that's what that's what happened. Yeah. People started to be like, mm. oh, Fire Emblem, and then they just made a bunch of Fire Emblem, so maybe now we can get hype for Advanced Wars, and they'll make a bunch of Advanced Wars. Please. <laughs> but probably not. I'd be much more interested in it. Like, oh, oh, they'd probably make an Advanced Wars in the crappy new art style. So like, <laughs> Well, maybe. Because I could easily see this being like a remake art style where it's like this was relatively quick and easy and cheap to make. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, this is what we could pull off during lockdown, guys. Yeah. All right, then Breath of the Wild 2, then. I guess. Right. It was weird how they ended with like, they were like, we've got, oh, we've one, got one more thing. thing. Except it was Stone like three sword. things. Yeah. <laughs> Or four things, even. Oh, yeah, no, it's like, we've got yeah, one more thing. We've got DLC for Age, Age of, of Ruin. Oh, yeah, Age of Calamity, does it? Right, not not Days, Days of Ruin. Days of Calamity. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, add Skyward Sword. Don't forget that. And a Game & Watch. Don't forget that. And a Game & Watch, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2. Which they're still calling Breath of the Wild 2, but apparently it has a real title that they're not telling us yet. Because of spoilers. I mean, that's, in, which case, in which case that's a terrible title, right? Well, or like <laughs> maybe not. Maybe it's not necessarily spoilers as much as like mechanical spoilers. Because right. one of the going theories at the moment about what's going on in the footage they showed is like there's some time travel going on. 
Right. And I could okay. easily see that factoring into the title, like Hero of Time, yeah. or like some, you know, yeah. some explicit reference to time, which would make it real obvious. <laughs> hmm. It's not like time travel is quite well trodden in uh, yeah. Zelda. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what were the two, the, 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 the ball going back up the hill or whatever, and then the, uh, and then it sucking up through the ground or whatever. Yeah. I mean, the, the ball going uh, back up the hill is obviously just like advanced stasis. Yeah. yeah. It looked like you could like, cause it's yellow. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Take it yeah. Out. yeah. And then the sucking up in going through the terrain thing. I mean, it's very possible that that's like not a Sheikah ability or whatever. That might just be like basically the fast travel between the surface and the sky. Right. Like teleport yeah, points, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. But they showed that like with the water dripping coming up out of the puddle. Well, yeah. But that could just be like the, thing. you know, that could be like the point on the ground that tells you you can teleport upwards if you see one of these reverse drip pools oh i see yeah the, the, <laughs> the, the kind of reverse gravity here means it's like hey you can go in the sky here yeah but also so you can go in the sky banging now. on about yeah skyward sword because yeah because like they're, they're doing sky the sky again and that's where the other theory comes in are they, are they looking at going well skyward sword was probably the worst zelda right <laughs> so but what if we can take its ideas and make them good because that's the other theory. It's like the theories are either you've got time travel, which there's mm-hmm. the indications of that are like when when you see from the sky platforms down, like the shrines aren't there. Although that could just as easily be like in the future as much as in the past. Mm-hmm. But like the idea mm-hmm. being that like the floating islands existed at some point in time and then they don't in the in the Breath of the Wild present. But then the other theory is the Skyward Sword theory, which. Like, I haven't played that game, so I'm not actually very well versed in the story of Skyward Sword, but supposedly, if you're, when you're on the surface, you literally can't see the islands. Like, if you imagine in Breath of the Wild, the skybox is literally a skybox. Like, Mm. the islands are there, but you just can't see them. Oh, Mm. right. So they're above the sky. Which is sort of hinted at as well by when the dragons fly up into the sky, they go into that weird portal and, like, disappear. Huh. So that's like them going through the sky layer. I mean, I mean that's kind of cool dog. if that's true, because that could mean all kinds of things story-wise. Yeah, but the, the, supposedly that's more or less how it works in Skyward Sword. Is like if you there is a literal barrier, the sky barrier between the islands and the and the ground. It's not about the weird, the weird bottom of the sky and skies of Arcadia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like the. Um, like the sea in, in Wind Waker, kind of. Right. Where yeah. there's like Hyrule is down there, but there's just like a barrier. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the other theory about why it appears in quite similar to Skyward Sword. Mm. And then, then, because. I mean, that's kind of neat if it. What if it is the Skyward Sword layout and it's like you're actually just. They're finally explaining how you break through into different weird realms of Zelda. Like, this is what the Zelda timeline is, because it's all just stacked. No, I mean, it already always is all just stacked, though. <laughs> stacks on stacks on stacks. And so he's got this... His hand is all corrupted with, with um, Ganon, like... Uh, like uh, Yes, know, it appears stuff. Calamitan. It appears that the yeah. the the malice, I guess, is what they technically yeah. calling it, gets his hand, but then like the Sheikah slate gets integrated into his hand, kind of. He's got a right. pit boy in oh, his arm. Because cool. when he uses that new stasis thing, you can just see he he just uses his hand, like his hand right. glows, and of course it's the back of the hand Triforce style. Hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the yeah, Triforce? 
I can't really remember the Triforce references in. There weren't really any in no, Death well, Strike no. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's where it's coming in. But yeah, it appears that like somehow he's got the Sheikah Slate powers without the slate, which I mean, I guess makes sense. <laughs> hmm. Also, you know, no, no shrines potentially. If they're doing time travel, does this mean we get to see the return of the little um, statue things, little Sentinel guy from Calamity? Days of Clarity. Oh, you mean the egg? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's a different time travel. That's like a di- that's time travel that happened before this time travel. <laughs> that's a different <laughs> branch in the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> All bets are off. And then the other thing that they show a few elements of is, um, you see like a big like mech thing being assembled, mm-hmm. a floaty mech thing that has like spe- specific designs to it that kind of hint at because you remember how. In Breath of the Wild, there's the labyrinths and the yeah. barbarian armor that reference like a lost tribe or whatever. Yeah. So that's what people are saying that is about hmm. the Zonai. It's just like this this other tribe, sort of separate from the Sheikah or whatever, that used to exist in the past. And then maybe they went away, or maybe they went to the sky. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> but who built the four roboty things? I don't think they've said who built those right no they were built by the sheikah right because they're all of that stuff yeah the guardians all, and everything. okay all of that is yeah. okay. it was all the ten thousand years ago yeah. before it got buried and then dug back up <laughs> but yeah so that obviously that mech that they do show doesn't look like a sheikah thing at all it does look like a separate type of technology so mm. that would make sense to bring in this third ancient race But you know that the way his arm glows in that specific green color also makes you think about you know Twilight, and the upwarping also is kind of similar to. The- oh right, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so do you oh, think no, the return of midnight? Yep. <laughs> reusing the the any of the landscape or the map or whatever. I mean, you can see it. Yeah, when they show him running around on the surface, it does just appear to be the regular Breath of the World map. Which, like people have actually yeah. done direct comparisons. Been like, if I run to this specific place in Breath of the Wild and look at what it looks like, it's still the same. Which is it's the both same. logical in terms of the setting, but also potentially a bummer. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. there's some stuff they could change about it, maybe without affecting the overall terrain. I mean, is this like sequel? If it is just that, like, is that a little bit too much? Like, what Master Quest could have been, or some DLC could have been? Like, are we, are we too close to a DLC? Mm, yeah, maybe. Because I'm getting that vibe right now. Mm. I mean, there definitely could be. Assuming, well, assuming that they don't make you. They could just make you not do very much on the regular Hyrule. Like, it could just be... Sure. The map could just be there, but there's not... You don't have to, like, do the towers, obviously, because those won't probably exist, but you won't have to, like, do the towers to unlock the map and do all these shrines down here. That will all be in the sky. So you, like, be like... But then why put it there? Well, just because it's a convenient place to travel through to get between the islands. Maybe. And maybe they're not... Maybe it'll be, like, you won't have to... It, Maybe ha- it's like quite a actually nice place right now. Well, sure. But I mean, there's still enemies, obviously, because mm. they show them. But maybe it's just more like you don't have to spend much time there because you already know it <laughs> from the last game. You can just travel around. That's an assumption. And the, the, they obviously are trying to put more new enemy stuff in because they show, you know, a talus with goblins riding on top of it. Yeah. 
but then that's still that's just re that's not new no. massively. That's that's why that's no. another one of those things that makes me go DLC. They could have done this already. I mean, there's definitely potential that yeah that if they do keep most of if they, if it is just the high, regular Hyrule map, then like well, I'm or maybe they could just go all the way to the Age of the Calamity route and basically it, it is the higher high rule map, but like like closed into corridors essentially by stuff. <laughs> mm. Make the make the what used to be the overworld map almost like a fast travel system where you just travel along these passages between the warp points. Yeah, I mean that's that's the most likely outcome, that it's the same map but there are just lots of inaccessible bits. I don't know. It just seems weird. Because otherwise the game would be enormous, sir. Right? Well, sure. It's already it's pretty two big. Whole, it's, it's essentially two whole maps stacked on top of each other. Yeah. With the islands above and the regular I mean, or, below. Or it's the other way around and the island stuff isn't actually that much more area. Yeah, but then that doesn't make this a new game. That's the trouble. Yeah. Yeah. We have to assume that the island content is going to be like the amount of content there was in Breath of the Wild, and then the Breath of the Wild land is just like extra. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Unless the sky is just the equivalent of the shrines, I don't know. Also, it's a very weird thing that like after all after the initial like teasers and whatnot being all about caves and underground, none of this game appears to be in caves or underground. <laughs> Opposite. It's like, yeah. You do that right at the start, then it's all the sky. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there might be dungeons. We have a, they might be in the sky as well. Sky dungeons. In fact, they do kind of, in one of the shots of the sky, you can see like a big something sticking out of the clouds that seems to be a major structure in the sky world. I do think that's the thing they could do, the return to traditional dungeons. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone thinks that they should do. Scungeons. But they still haven't shown, like, you know... I mean, I was going to say they haven't shown much of it, but there is, I don't think there is much to show. It's just like it plays the same as Breath of the Wild and that's it, really. I mean, they haven't talked about the important stuff, though, right? Like, what about the weapon breakage and... <laughs> they're not going to talk about that. Changes to how that works and how the combat works and how the cooking works. More elaborate cooking, come well, on. Well, that is the question. It's just like, do, it we well, would they expand on any of the actual mechanics, or, or would they take add them out, new ones? Or, yeah, what do they re- do? They take some out and replace them with other things. Because like, you know, do we get do we get Majora masks coming into play? You know, because if we if we're going back to like weapon breaking, it's like one of the things that people said would be an obvious compliment to the weapon breaking would be to have weapon crafting, like right, allow yeah. you to make the weapons you want yeah. with materials. Why not? And then the same for like cooking. It's just like that system was fine but it could be way more complicated or well not complicated like more slightly fewer options that create dubious food well it's not that difficult to avoid dubious food once you know how the system works it's like it's not it's not necessarily that it's complicated it's hidden Mm. and Mm. a lot of it is useless yeah there's like there's a, a whole ton of weird recipes you can make but they're all pointless yeah make them useful Although they probably would just solve that by having some sort of gourmand you meet, and he's like, "Make every dish, <laughs> like Mar- like Paper Mario, and it gives you something." Yeah, or I mean, that happened in what was that game of Spiritfarer as well. Make every dish. 
well, I mean, I'm kind of surprised that that wasn't already in Breath of the Wild. Like, you, with the Sheikah Slate, take photos of everything. And, you know, oh, yeah. Take photos yeah, of every true. type of food, except you can't put the food out. <laughs> Final Fantasy XV's most gorgeous render, yep. food. Exactly. Those are some hella good-looking food. <laughs> and obviously, the other important question about this trailer, which still remains unanswered, is what happens to Zelda? She falls in a hole, so does that definitely mean that we're not going to be mean? playing a Zelda in any way and probably not going to be seeing her the whole game? What you reckon? Or maybe or there's a, a double. Yeah, I'm hoping that's... Love. That could be. like There's a second character. I mean, it would be fucking ridiculous and like probably way too much work to be like, you play as Link in the sky, you play as Zelda underground. underground. <laughs> and then there's a whole like, underground map. Uh, and the two yeah. have to, what, you'd have a hot swap between them? Yeah. <laughs> like, or, you just, or like GTA 5, you just zoom out <laughs> and then go to the other character. <laughs> Zelda becomes Linkle. Because <laughs> uh, like, she could totally have the Sheikah Slate. Yeah. Then, yeah. She could fall in, fall down the hole with the Sheikah Slate. Link gets his arm version of the Sheikah Slate and then they both have one. I mean, she's clearly trained in Sheikah Slate usage. No, not from Age of the Planet. That doesn't oh. count. <laughs> but she was, like... I mean, if the... I mean, she knows how to use the camera. That's, I mean, that's certain in Breath of the Wild. I mean, if that ti- I mean, is that timeline canon at all? Like, no. No. Uh, well, spoilers for the end of Age of Calamity, but like that whole time loop gets kind of closed off entirely. I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, I, I knew that was coming, but like, what if? I mean, the point they go back to, and the first time you see Zelda in combat, she's already knows how to use the damn slate pretty well. Like, so if, even yeah, with so the time everyone. loop thing, she well, knows yeah, it all. In Age of Calamity, you have all the skill, all the Sheikah Slate abilities that you shouldn't be able to have because well, they yeah, come out of yeah. shrines in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I suppose that's true. So no well, one should be able to do combat with the Sheikah Slate. In unless, Age it was of all, unless it was all known and like the whole Calamity, what's, what caused the Slate to forget of all. Or it's a brand new Slate you find and it hasn't just had downloaded the upgrades. It hasn't downloaded the Stasis app yet. They... Right at the uh, start of Age of Clarity, they don't say where that slate comes from, right? It's just that they... they you just have one, They're yeah. bringing it to the researchers at the Chica place. So yes, I guess maybe that... Like, in that timeline, maybe they found a better version of the slate that had all its information they, on it. They found one that had, had spent a lot of credit on the Chica app store. <laughs> and then... But yes, I don't think that counts. All we know for certain from Breath of the Wild lore is that the camera existed. Right. That was definitely the only ability that we know for certain existed a hundred years ago. Yeah, you don't have to pay for that; it's just included. <laughs> don't need your shrine bucks. So that's coming out next year, apparently. Yeah, it's not this year. <laughs> well, no. I mean, get, get, uh, WarioWare, get it together, Nintendo. We need some. It's more. only been two years. I mean, that's not that long. Mm. It's been a while since Breath of the Wild came out. It's been more than two years since sure. that came out, but two years since we've known about it, I guess. But, but you're also getting two Zelda games on the same console, so what are you complaining about? I know. I mean, <laughs> true. when was the last time that happened? The, I mean, the Wii, I guess, if you count the fact yes, that it had... Technically. <laughs> oh, but the, the N64 properly, I guess. Or the DS, if you want to count the handhelds. Well, sure, yeah. no, that maybe doesn't count. The other question about it coming out next year is 
there is a minor possibility that we might be talking like March next year for like the anniversary of the Switch's release date. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Because well, also technically the anniversary of Breath of the Wild's release date. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't bet on it. I no. definitely say it's probably no. going to be holiday next year. But maybe that's what they were yeah. gunning for until things went sour yeah. with the world. Potentially. Sour world. So that's that. Nintendo. Yep. Not a lot left. Given that we're running short on time, there's not a lot left, fortunately. Uh, Dying Light 2 was mentioned at the PC gaming show, which is, again, Mm. only notable because, boy, that's a long-running game we keep hearing stuff about that never seems to come out. Yeah. Um, But it's coming out. It's coming out in December. Finally a thing. (laughs) I guess Microsoft didn't care this time because that was... Microsoft were pushing this first. Yeah. Maybe they fell out. I don't know. Uh, yep, so there's that. Um, I, I, the only other thing I really noted from the PC Gaming Show, which was, again, a whole load of... a lot. I wouldn't say bad games, just <laughs> not interesting games to me. Um, uh, like they, The one that stood out other than those was Tiny Kin, which looked like a... Okay, you're 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 a kid that's mysteriously a cartoon nut style kid that's been like shrunk down, so it's like honey, I shrunk the kids in your own house, but it looked like it was a platformer, and you had kind of Pikmin like things you could gather and throw at things, and so a platformer Pikmin mm. maybe. But I think that only really stood out because hey, it looked like no other game at the show, right? Um, maybe it looked alright. Uh, future gamer show a um, couple of takeaways Timberborn because it looked a bit like a Zack game it looked like Banished but you're controlling beavers instead of people oh, that's been out for a while Timberborn or it may be in early access oh right, I see I've seen that on Steam okay yeah, plenty. that looked very much like a U game uh, and this this next one actually looks looks properly decent uh, it's called Harold Halibut and uh, <laughs> nice it's an adventure game like a like a point it looks a bit like a point and click but it's got a hell of a style so they mm. it's it's stop motion esque so they've made all the sets and made all the characters for real as models Wallace and Gromit style I guess um and then scanned them into a game engine so they can animate them um and things like that but it's but it's all using real it, as a result you end up with a game that's like Obviously, has the flexibility of being done in game engine, but looks like a stop motion production, uh, and it just looks fantastic. It really does. Like, check check out that trailer. It's a great looking game. What's it called again? Hal- Harold Halibut. Harold Halibut, as in the fish. As in the fish. Is there a fish involved? Fish. Well, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> so the- I was going hoping it was like a James Pond situation. <laughs> but, well, the plot line is like. You're not actually a halibut. You're a dude. <laughs> but, um, the, but the plot line is: it's like the uh, a space a colony ship was sent away from Earth after fears the Cold War was going to make everything go bad here. Mm. So they went out to the stars. I think something went wrong naturally, and they've ended up under sea on some other planet. That's the fish reference you get, and I guess the rest of humanity that's on the sh- on this ship is just kind of like doesn't care, and it's all like, well, we'll just live on the ship then <laughs> under the sea. Okay. Um, but you're still trying to do the research and stuff like that. You're still trying to do your job, effectively. But it looks damn cool. Check this thing out. 
even if you just look at it, just look at it. Um, other news or other minor bits. Cyberpunk. We still don't know when it's getting its next gen update, but it is at least <sighs> purchasable on PS4 now. Right. They, so they so Sony, Sony gave up. I don't think anything particularly happened to like make Sony say this game's good now. It's just that I guess enough time has passed, <laughs> and mm. Sony don't care anymore. Uh, so hey, you can buy Cyberpunk for PS4 again now if you really want to. Uh, and Pokemon Unite was announced somewhere outside of anything like not an event or any kind of thing it's just they announced it it's a pokemon well no i think we knew about it before but they showed it a little bit it's a pokemon moba Hmm. it's a pokemon moba a moba still a thing Well, in the same way, it's just like everyone tried to remake World of Warcraft. Whereas, like, when we're reaching the end of everyone's trying to remake Mobas. I thought that had passed. That's the thing. Well, there's always a couple of trailing ones. Yeah. I mean, you tried to take on League of Legends and Dota 2, and everyone else lost, right? No one was going to win. It's just like, how much of that, how many percents can you get? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I mean, Awesome Nought's got me for a bit. That's sort of a MOBA. Mm. Sort of. Sort of. So this will be kid-friendly because it's Pokemon. Maybe. Because Pokemon. <laughs> and no voice chat, probably. <laughs> Presumably. It's mm. one more bit of news. Ooh, what else you got? Well, it's um, sort, sort of parallel to E3. On Steam, they're doing a Steam Next Fest, which is basically just a shit ton of demos. Yeah, this is where that Sable demo comes from. Oh, right. You so can... if you want to play demos of a whole goddamn ton of indie games, then you've got, like, they're, they're doing it for basically this entire week, and they're just doing rolling, well, doing rolling live stream footage of yep. developers playing these games, but also the actual demos come out, so... You might as well play those. Goddamn ton of demos, which is nice, because, you know, demos. <laughs> Fucking demos. So one thing I haven't talked about that wasn't a missing item, actually. I can't remember where it showed up. I think it might have shown up at Summer Games Fest, and I, for some reason, didn't write a note about. Uh, was Tunic? Right, yeah, the Fox Zelda. Fox Zelda, yeah. <laughs> that has a demo. I played that demo. Um, because, boy, have I been... I've been waiting to hear something from Tunic for years. Mm. Um I came away a bit disappointed, if I'm honest. Like it looks the part. I love its vibe. I love the, I love the look of it, but it's got its combat feels a bit bloodborne-y, like a bit like soulsy in that your swings aren't as you press the button. It's not like Zelda snappy, right? It's like there's a bit of weight to your attacks, and the, you know, there's a, your animation driven by everything, and you have a stamina bar, and your shield is stamina driven, right? And it's like I don't know if I like this, and it was hard. Like I found the demo really quite difficult. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's not the vibe I was looking for after all. It's supposed to be a cute Fox Zelda. <laughs> but then you have to subvert it by making it Dark Souls. By making it hardcore, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll keep my eye on it. It's like a, a, it, it, it does look good. I've also played a bunch of... The, uh, well, I've already played like free demos, but I guess we don't have time to talk about that now, so we'll talk about that next ah, no, we, can, we can talk yeah. about it. It's fine. Well, I mean, maybe. Some of them I don't need to say much about. I played... um, One of them I can't barely even... Oh, there was another bit of news that's not one of these demos, by the way, but might be a demo shortly. Um, I saw a game that's maybe been in B3 
beta on like a Kickstarter type thing for what for several years called Starmancer. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Which is basically well, they say it's a sci-fi dwarf fortress, hmm. like that's their reference. But I'd say it's more like a sort of oxygen not included slash dungeon keeper. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like it's got like the heart, and you're like your central core, and then you. You build the ship around. Yes, it. you build rooms, not really dig them out, but it's essentially the same thing. You're like drawing yeah. the rooms onto the map, and then you you like decorate them and assign furniture or whatever into them to make them make <laughs> yeah. them do the jobs. And it has the oxygen not included kind of like you go into the overlay for like here's the water piping and here's the oxygen vents and that kind of thing. So it's got that element to it. But yeah, that seems like that may be coming towards some kind of early access release slash. Yeah, I saw, I saw something. About, I think that came up at Future Game Show. Yeah, I think um, that might have been one of the things that was shown. But yeah, I was sort of interested in that. But then in terms of actual demos that I have played, I played... Uh, one I don't really remember the name of. It was called... What was it called? World Turtles? It's like... <laughs> well, it's basically, I, love, I love that name already. <laughs> it's basically like, you know, Discworld. Okay. The, right. Like the disc world on the back of the turtle thing. Yeah, yeah. But it, turtles all the way down. Well, it's only one turtle. <laughs> I, so the way it's described is like you're meant to be. First of all, you're meant to like save your turtle because it's in trouble for some reason, and then you're then maybe it'll meet up with other turtles and you know the worlds will collide and that kind of thing. But mm. like, it's trying to be a sort of a Settlers Two esque thing. Well, it's a hex grid, which makes it feel like Settlers Two at least. But you know, you're building little buildings and then paths between them, and then they harvest wood and all that stuff has <laughs> it got that bird noise uh, it doesn't have that bird noise no <laughs> but um yeah that that demo was kind of like that felt a bit too early okay like it was quite jank and there was definitely some bugs that i could eat well with the first time i tried to play it it literally bugged out on the first building i built it never completed <laughs> oh wow okay. which wasn't helpful and then the second time i played it i had one building later on that got bugged out and never completed as well but yeah, so that was kind of weird. But it's definitely going for that kind of settlers. You even when you place down a building, like the builders have to level the land a little oh, right. bit yeah, yeah. in that settlers two style. That's kind of cool. It's awesome. kind of cool, but like it definitely is a very indie indie. Right. Yeah. You can definitely feel it. Too indie right now. Yeah. Um, but world turtles though. Yeah, world turtles. World turtles. Um, second thing I played was uh, Farlanders. Which I was trying not to get confused with Starmancer because it's the same <laughs> cadence of words. Farlanders. Farlanders. Uh, this one isn't technically a demo, except it is because it's called Farlanders Prologue. But it's just like they've released a separate game that's the like intro uh, to this see. other game. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's somewhat smart, right? Because I kind of like demos that do that because it means the... Uh... I don't know. I feel like the demo is actually a sort of special thing then. I don't feel like when I get to the real game, it's all like, oh, I've done this. Yeah, and this game is trying to do that sort of story-wise as well, but I feel like it's still going to get ported into the actual game as well okay. anyway. Yeah. Because the idea of this game is it's it's a Mars colonization effort, so you're building a little colony on Mars. But in this prologue version, it's like the test colonies on Earth where you're doing, oh, the, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing these sort of first versions of these colonies to see if it's viable. That's kind of cool. Hmm. Which is kind of cool. It has a little story of like this, co- it's like a private private space exploration corporation and then there's a secret mission that they're going to do once they get to Mars that you're not allowed to know about. But just build this colony, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this 
This and the... Is it a reality TV show? Yes. <laughs> it actually is. It actually is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no, well, that's their cover front... For like, the prologue. For the... Well, not necessarily... That's how they're getting money, is like they're making a reality TV show and getting sponsorships and like getting subscriptions to their Fantastic. live streams and that kind of stuff. But the, the actual mission is more secret. <laughs> but yeah, this game is like... It's a colony building thing, but it's... This game and the next game I'm going to talk about in a minute are both sort of puzzle builders. Like, you have to... You can't just build stuff at random. You actually have to build stuff carefully in a certain order, and it's like it's like a loop. Like, you build build houses to get more people, and then the people need food, so you need to build farms, and then, they need, then the farms need water, so you need to build water. But then the way the terrain works is... Well, it's a randomly generated map, but because certain buildings can be only built on certain terrain and buildings have adjacency bonuses to each other and some buildings have certain types of terrain they need to be next to or on. So you're having to look at the map and see how you can deal with that. But then one of the other things that happens is every few turns you get a terraforming ability. Hmm. But the terraforming abilities are like little... They're like these little grids of icons that show you what the terraforming is going to do, but it can do different things. So you can have like one tile that turns into a mountain, one tile that gets flattened, and one tile that turns into water. But because it's on a, like a little grid, it's like a template that you have to put down. So you can you have to rotate it to fit, and it, oh, I see. and because of the so you way can't, you can't terraform perfectly, you yeah, have you, to do it. you have to do a certain combination of things at once, and some of those things have to be on a certain tile. So you have to fit this template into the map, and it won't allow you to do it unless those like unless the icons match up to the underlying terrain or whatever. Interesting. So it's like this: it's a puzzle to to make to this, optimize well yeah. yeah to optimize your terraforming abilities and still progress your colony to make to meet your goals or whatever colony building slash wet tricks i'm in yeah kind yeah. of <laughs> rubber duck bonus you do indeed fill up the canyons with the mountain tiles and then if you place the mountain tiles they turn into mountains yeah. just like you stack them up <laughs> <laughs> and then the other game the last game that i need to talk about this week so i've already downloaded two more two more of these demos um is another sort of puzzle builder game that Rob mentioned before the podcast, Terra Neil. All right, yep. It's the it's the what they call reverse factory builder, where you're <laughs> starting with a wasteland and you have to build buildings to turn it back into a you know biosphere. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bring the plants. The factories back. have been. Yeah, <laughs> the world is completely fucked up now. Unfuck it. <laughs> it garden it. But yeah, this, are, that's a, this is a similar also puzzle builder thing because you have a currency, which is like greenery is your currency. And then so when you're placing buildings down, it costs that. But then when you spread the greenery over the terrain, you get it back. So when you're placing the irrigators that actually convert like clean soil into green, it has like a number on them as you're moving them around that tells you whether it's profitable or not. Okay. It, like yeah. you, the building costs 50, but if you place it in the right place, you might gain like 150 back. Mm. So you've got this sort of puzzle element of making sure you're doing things in an optimal kind of way. Spend money to make money. Yeah. But then it progresses through like three tiers of like first you're decontaminating the land and getting grass. And then you move on to like biomes where you're building specific, like his, he, he you have to, grow flowers in certain areas or make wetlands along the edge of the rivers and then for the forest you actually have to burn down a section of the map to make ash and then you can build the forest on top of that Mm. so you have like this 
make sure you don't burn everything by accident kind of thing. <laughs> don't let the fire spread too far. And then in the third phase, you basically have to demolish everything you've built. Like you have to repackage all of the buildings and ship them all back into one central place and then just leave. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. you have to yeah. take it all down at the end. You've done your job and now get out. Yeah. So that's kind of huh. a nice little relaxing kind of... I guess, does that mean they can like make specific puzzles then? Well, the thing is the map in the demo and it seems like the rest of the game, they're procedurally generated, but I assume that's going to be like procedurally generated with certain conditions like this map is more flat and this map is more mountainous or whatever but the trouble is it feels like from the demo and from like earlier versions of this game that have been like like itch.io or whatever the older versions it feels like they might have kind of given away all their ideas just in this demo like i'm not sure how much more there is to like tech trees or whatever because you don't really unlock anything apart from these three stages there's no like research or anything you're not really unlocking new abilities i think it's fallen into the trap of the old demo where it's just like the demo is so <laughs> is mechanically so much of the game that it's yeah like the real thing adds more but not actually that much in mechanic because i can't see how much the different maps can do to vary it up right because yeah. at a certain point all you're starting with is a wasteland of dirt, some river channels, and some hills, and it's just like there's not there's only so many ways you can put those three things together. <laughs> the gas mining guild turns up in the middle of your mission and messes up your plans. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's some kind of environmental effect that like undoes some of your work or something. I don't know. So yeah, that's that. And then I've already downloaded two more games. But I'll talk about them on the next podcast and probably a whole bunch more because it's demo time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I normally forget to actually engage with this. Because you know, time is a bit of a problem for me some weeks. So, I, but like, I think the last few years when Next Fest has come around, I just haven't played the demos, and it's like I'm go- I'm going to make an effort to play Sable at least. Check that out. Um, yeah, that one that's cool. And well, have, a, have a bit of a browse around and see what else is interesting because that's the kind of the problem. There's so many of them. Yes, that is the problem. Mm. But luckily, they are using. If you go onto Steam and go onto the next page, the next page, the, the next Fest page, <laughs> the next Fest page, they're, they're using the like. Steam Lab style filtering. So oh, okay. you can be like filter by genre and you can select multiples at the same time if you want. So it just gives you a list and you is, can, you does can it filter have it a sort of recommended way. for you. Yeah, well. it has one of those as well. Interesting. Okay. Although I feel like it's not those those ones for me haven't really changed over the past three days. And considering how many <laughs> yeah. of these demos have been happening, it, it feels like it's kind of got locked in with what's there. And what it initially thought. Yeah. yeah. But yes, you can definitely go in there and rummage around. Find a bunch of have, a, have a rummage for your next fest. <laughs> rummage. It's a great word. Yep. Rummage. Well, we've been rummaging around in the E3 conferences, <laughs> trying <laughs> to glean some... Uh, it's just as well that all I've been playing is Final Fantasy XII, and I really don't have a lot to say about it these last two weeks. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll get an update on that before long, though. Yep. Next podcast. And there'll be some videos going up. I expect some freelancer is available for your viewing pleasure on our YouTube channel. Part three went up earlier this week. Some top photoshopping on the uh, on the cover. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Of that one. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll be back with a more regularly scheduled uh, seller cast where we talk more about <laughs> what we've been playing uh, in and a couple of weeks. <laughs> And probably so, grammar. Maybe we the can random section will return. Maybe we can have a uh, a deep dive into how great a word is rummage. 
Yes, we did get a little rubbish. bit at the end of this podcast. Yeah. And enjoy the rummaging. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you then. Bye.